0: I think he lost. I think he, I think of course he, you're going to disagree. No, 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 no. I think the he, savon he, he, fight... You'll he, he, be in the like, no, 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 no. if you I, I think the savon fight... You'll give was, it a long black no. stuff. Does he slide up in you sometimes? Oh. I my back. What do you mean by that? Your back is broken. A, a, a vertebrae or what portion? Oh. I said, I said, Javante's a great fighter. He's <laughs> fighting 130 pounds. No. He said, yo, be my what? Yo, be my what? He's a great fighter. fight fighting 130. I think he'd be like Machico. motherfuckers. Make your fucking mind down. What do you want? Silly, toss pot.
1: So, everybody knows how long I've wanted to do this episode for. He's a good friend he's someone i respect a lot i respect his accomplishments as an amateur but more importantly i love how he conducts himself in and around the sport and away from the sport i don't think there's a a more supportive friend there isn't someone more willing to get involved in all levels of boxing someone willing to help people out and connect people and a guy who's willing to to be a voice of reason a mentor Dan wears a lot of hats in boxing and this is why he's respected by everyone who deals with him because as much as he's one of the toughest people I know, he's also one of the nicest people I know. And, you know, better late than never with with an episode like this, but I just hope this episode is the first of many. You know, I can't speak highly enough of his accomplishments, like multiple time final weekender in the ABAs, was unlucky that he found his nemesis every time he got there but now you call him former southern area champion current english light heavyweight champion soon to be british light heavyweight champion a man who i know many of the listeners are a fan of this is a man who came to our live show he's a guy who if you're on the right side of him will do absolutely anything for you ladies and gentlemen i just want to introduce my friend mr dan aziz boom and welcome dan aziz uh only I mean, that the conversation had already started but uh, we're gonna we're gonna make it formal now so the audience can hear it uh yeah i'm just trying to think how to do it let's do it like let's explain how we know each other first right and then we'll build yeah. into the boxing stuff because we've yeah, known each other a God. long time and the weird thing is right yeah we've never worked together
2: yeah that's your fault, man. <laughs> That's your thing. Right. So many... I think you've been about since when I first even started, like really. But I, yeah, I think around the time probably when I was like a proper elite. Bro, listen, amateur, 2014.
1: I, I was remember 2014, and I told you I've got the blueprint to beat Vanzi. And you were like, nah, tell. <laughs> I'm all, I'm all, I'm all right where I am right now. I was like, oh, okay, okay, and then, hey, and then you
2: that, pop... that mother.
1: That motherfucker
2: beat me like three times. Fuck, he was tough. I can't even lie. Is it three or four? No, three, three, three. He beat Wait. me in the Harry Haringay twice. He beat me, in... no once. You sure? Then, then the uni, then the uni, but the university term. Yeah, because you were... and yeah. then the, and then the bloody ABA's, the fight, ABA final. Bro, what was four it about four?
1: him though? Because it was weird. Because. Like, in terms of ability, you guys are equal. Like, if you look at his amateur career, you look at your amateur career, there's not much yeah. in it. And, like, you know when I I look back at your amateur run and I say, if the draw had been different, you'd have probably got to at least the final a couple of times.
2: Yeah.
1: Because yeah. You remember the kid, Dean Lang, the Southpaw from, like, Newcastle? Yeah.
2: Now, yeah, yeah, now yeah. look at what
1: Sterling did to him. Yeah. He he always struggled with guys from down south because he's used to stand up, you throw, I throw. But when we come with the combinations, Dean Lang was, I always thought at 81, that was the guy you could get at. And if you notice, he hasn't really made tracks as a pro.
2: I, have, I think he's got two losses already.
1: Nah, nah, exactly. Um, so, I remember that was 2014. I was like, okay. And you are like, nah. And then you started to see, then you started to see the the work paying off on Ola, and you were a bit like, okay, let me, let me. yeah, Ola was
2: smashing it. And I remember you coming yeah, and in. I'm the one that brought and I brought Ola in. That's the wickedest thing. Ola started smashing, it up, but I brought Ola in. Ola was at Double Dab, but I used to take him down that like, gym with me and stuff, and he started rolling around. And he just got better and better, and yeah, he yeah. started doing his thing down with you though. Know? I think then you joined Double Dab, then yeah. Yeah, he started doing his thing, man. Yeah, because I joined in 2012. And
1: I remember when I first joined and everyone looked at yeah. me like, who is this guy? Who is he? You know, <laughs> because, because the thing is, like, I was kind of known in boxing, obviously, because I'd come yeah. through with guys like Dom Akinladi, uh, Leon mm-hmm. Williams, Jovan mm-hmm. Young. I mean, that's, like that, that's my era. So people knew who I was. But yeah. the guys in double jab, and this was no shots to them, they were kind of new to the game.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they didn't
1: know who I was, and you imagine you walk into a yeah. gym and you cross, and it's just it's just South London at its best. And they're like, "Who is this guy?" And they're like, hey, "You know, what? Pat, you know what Pat's like." Well, what is it, Tell? You want to box? You want to coach? What you want to do, mate? <laughs> and to be honest, like, I, and I know it ended badly, and I'll be real now. It ended, it ended badly. Yeah. It was disappointing. But I always say Patrick Harris is a dude that gave me the chance, man.
2: Like he yeah, saw, cool, he saw man. it. Yeah, no. Pat's cool man, very laid back guy. Gives you the opportunity for stare and whatnot. Like he's 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 a cool guy, man. Weren't you there when um the guy that used to train
1: Daryl Williams? Was it was he no, there when you got I there? joined just after they got rid of David John. So I joined Okay, got you summer twenty twelve. I think they'd just done the the takeover then. And then Okay,
2: 'cause he would have known who you were.
1: Yeah. And, like, like, we've messaged, like, when Daryl was training up there in Swansea, man, we, we spoke a little bit, yeah? yeah. Okay. But, no, no, so, so, so Would... jo- cause I joined in 2012, and I could see, even yeah. guys like Ola were like, nah, who is he, who is he? And then they gave me yeah. Sydney. No, they wouldn't, they wouldn't let me train anyone apart from Sydney, right? Yeah. And, and little Sid, and then little Sid just started, like, just growing. And then, they, <laughs> they, 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 you know, you see, man, you know, you know the black room? You see guys coming into that yeah. black room and go, what's going on in here? And I was like, okay, <laughs> and then and then Ola That's was like, a work going on. Yeah, and then and then it was like Ola was like, yeah, let me get that work. Yeah. And then, and then it was Ross, and then started to build, but it wasn't until I got Courtney. Yeah. And then I just I just shot off because I was like, okay, here's a kid from zero, who I can share share the my vision. I was like, right, I can I can mm-hmm. get this guy to box the way I want someone to box. Yeah. And he just.
2: He just ate it all up, and I was like, oh, wow. "Yeah, and
1: look where he is now, mate. He's on on the. I'm sure he's on what squad is he on? GB. He won't G- theoretically if, Fra- if Fraser Clark doesn't qualify.
2: Yeah, Courtney, he could be next Courtney's up. Next in line, yeah, yeah. And you had JP for a bit. JP, and hey. that bit JP started ripping it like banging everyone up in the London. <laughs> <Quentin>. You know. <laughs> The, like, like, so the first
1: time I met JP was when the, when he was at Palmers and the Cameroonians were okay. at, at Double Jab. Yeah. And so he came yeah. with Craig and all that lot, you know, the Palmers crew. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like, we, I mean, we met and we spoke back then. We didn't do anything. And then he started mm. to see what was going on at Double Jab. And I said to him when he was at Bam, yeah. I said, I said, bro, come on, man. Because I wish I mm. had JP from 2013. I think... I think he would have gone to an Olympics. Yeah, he's—I've never seen someone as obsessed with training as
2: JP is. Yeah, that's bloody when he wants to train. Yeah, he's fucking another level, bro. Yeah, definitely one million. one million when he's focused and got his head screwed on. One million percent. Yeah. Like I used to, remember, I used to train with him from Palmer's days. This guy was obsessed, bro. Like. Every day, yeah, all right, all right, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. Like, trust me, he was yeah, he was on on, on it, man. Definitely. And, yeah. and for a bloody heavyweight. Gifted. So man. um so agile, had speed has speed, can whack as well, can move.
1: Yeah. So yeah, because I remember was a time I wanted you, Spider, and JP. I was like, if we can get these three, I remember saying this to Pat, if we can get these three guys in this gym we will win ABA yeah. time. I yeah. said, this environment's what they need. Their experience in Nause is what we need. But you just wouldn't give up mm. that Eastern Counties route, man, because that was an easy run for
2: yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? It's, it's, even till today, I'm just too loyal. like, And I like, I like the whole story behind, you know, starting with people, I mean, finishing with people that you started with and them being part of the whole journey as well. I'm not really a big fan of, you know, like, I understand you need to level up at times. Um, it's good to get other people in, and it's good to, you know, um, you know, just get different experiences and learn from everywhere, because I'm like that anyway. Like, I'm like a sponge, like, and I can learn from a bloody 15-year-old amateur. I ain't, I ain't, you know, big-headed in that sense or arrogant in that sense to think I can't learn from anyone. But, yeah, I just enjoy the whole thing of, like, just, you know, developing together and you coaches, you put a lot in, you know, like I swear down, it's actually mad. Like you lot are the ones doing the late nights. You lot are the ones that are putting up with our bullshit. You lot are the ones that are getting your shoulders and elbows smashed in. But when it comes to getting the piece of the pie, you lot get the smallest amount and you spend the most time with us. Like, it's actually quite, you know what I mean? It's it's quite bad. So like if I start with someone and I'm, I'm with someone that, you know, been with me when I was a shit bag and you know, when no one would really look, look give two looks at me. I don't want him to reap the, the soils when I'm doing my thing as well. Do you know what I'm saying? So, No, you're spot That's what it is, like, and I've been like that from the
1: amateurs, right? But one of the things that's really interesting, and this is what, like, because me and JP speak every couple of weeks just to, I mean, yeah. well, you know, I always want to make sure he's all good. Yeah. And I said to John, <laughs> what happens in these relationships is when you start out in boxing, Like, if I start working with someone, I'm telling them everything, right? Yeah. But over time, what happens is they have to start telling me more. What's working? Mm -hmm. What's not working? Where do they want to take it? And I get worried when boxers don't take charge of their career. Because as a coach, I provide a service to you. So you're accountable for the service you get.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And so what you find a lot of times, especially when guys lose, they blame their trainer. And then I'll ask questions and yeah. I'll say, OK, but why didn't you raise this question? Or when he had you doing these exercises and they were hurting, why didn't you tell him that it was hurting? And then the guy's like, yeah. oh, I, I trusted him. I said, no, 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 it's your career. Remember, as mm. a trainer, Dan, I can have five bad years. I find one kid and I could be the greatest trainer ever. Look, Virgil Hunter <laughs> yeah. has made millions of one guy that was given to Sorry, him. of course. One million percent.
2: <laughs> That's it. No, definitely, definitely.
1: No one talks about Angulo not working out there. No one talks about Amir no. Khan not working out. No one talks not about there. was, was exactly. it Kareem Mayfield that was there as well?
2: Who It's just cause of Ward.
1: Yeah. He lived off Andre Ward. And I'm not saying he didn't teach Ward. What I'm saying is yeah. as a trainer, I can have bad years, but when you're a boxer, you can't have a bad day.
2: Yeah. No. Nah. So, so I always say
1: to boxers, if you don't know what the plan is for the next year, two years, three years. You're the problem, not your trainer.
2: No, I'm a, I'm a big, I'm a, um, I believe in that ethos as well, man. I'm not want to like blame trainers or whatnot. Like you said, it's your career. So, yeah. I always remember when, when, and I definitely def really don't believe in it when it's all going well and you don't say anything, and when it goes bad, that's when you want to start pointing the
1: fingers now. Nah, because I remember. I remember once, I think this was early 2016 or 2015. I remember saying to Honour, I said, I remember saying, I said, you know, I think you can beat Anthony Yard. I said, I think you can beat Anthony Yard. And he laughed at me and he said, why? And I said, look, every year I tell you what we're going to work on and I tell you where you're going to get to. And I've always been right. And I said, now you've got the tools. Yeah. Now you've got the tools. It's just the weight and the fitness and the decision-making that we're going to work on now. Yeah. Are you ready. And that's how I did it with everyone. Every year, I'd say, this is the plan. Yeah. This is where you're going to get to. This is what you're going to win. And I was pretty accurate. Like, I'd say to JP, you know, him, Courtney, all of them, I'd say, this is where we're going. Because I didn't want to waste time. And yeah. I wanted them to hold me accountable. So if it didn't happen, it's mm-hmm. on me.
2: Yeah. Now it's funny you say that. Because right, one time in the amateurs, me, um, Yard and Ola, we just went rounds after rounds. Like, no, no. No coach, no nothing. we just sparred round after round. Uh, yet yeah, next. Just us three, just circulate. No, it was four people. The other guy left. He couldn't continue each sport. He thought, yeah, this this is long. But we just kept saying, all all three of us, round after round, round after round, so the gym was shut. We just kept sparring. So, yeah, no, it's funny you, you say that. still. So, it a long of is there so. Well,
1: where was the invite? <laughs> <laughs> no, this was TKO day. This uh... was TKO days. People don't know yeah, about those a, days. You, you know when, when Tunde was literally king and he had the small yeah, army yeah. with him. Remember he'd have all those guys yeah.
2: in the gym. Yeah, exactly. Mean? But I think Tunde might have been was at Peacock by then. I'm sure yeah, I'm sure he was at Peacock. wasn't well, we he wasn't he at TK awesome. till shot? No, no, no. He, he changed he changed and went to Peacock. So I remember even Craig. That's when he had yeah, like you said, he had the mad army, like everyone was down there. They used that was like the UK doghouse flipped down there at Peacock when Tunde had all of them lost. He had everything. But yeah, but I think Yard used to just come down Pico to Tico and do some bits with um Oh, how can I cannot forget Tony. his name, my guy, man. Tony Sise. Cise. Yeah, yeah.
1: But but we're jumping here. Like, you know what? I think most people want to know, where did you start? Like your
2: first boxing
1: experience?
2: Our first boxing experience was, um, oh, what's it called? The gym in Catford. Um, Tom Ascot used to be the head coach there. Uh, on a rope, on a rope. Oh. So when I was a teen one time, I just went down there. But um, they, and they who do they have down there that time? Like, I always used to think, bloody like, yo, look at this guy. Like, um, oh, I forgot his name, Diego something. I don't know if you know D- Diego Burton. Yes. And he, Diego I'd go there and he would be skipping for hours. Them times I've I've not done anything in boxing, but I used to think how can someone skip? Like I used to think that was so like how can he be that fit? Like skip for so long. Like I he even skipping anyway in the first place. I remember that. Like, was just used to be in his sweatsuit. I don't know if he was a pro then or if he was about to turn pro or something, but yeah, I remember him then a couple of other guys from like olders from like Lewisham and stuff used to train there. And I went down there, I was just like, you know what, let me try this boxing thing. I went down there and then I remember Tom was like, oh, what what would you want to do? What, you want to come and just, like, he wasn't on no joke thing, like, and he kind of just rejected me. He's like, nah, man, like, the gym's full of, ah, fuck it then, like, whatever, it is. And I just left. I left, uh, then I think I came again and then maybe next two years, that was around 14, 15. Then I came maybe when I was about 17 again, went with another guy called Riddy and Pesta as well. And then I used to do a few bits with them. Them times they would like going in for like ABAs and stuff like that. Yeah. Them lot like older than me. So I used to go in there with them and I remember I remember when Pesta used to be sparring and i would be like, oh, I wanna spar and whatnot. And Tom might let us like, all right, give them a chance and Pester you'd be like, oh let's like let's let them just do their thing and then yeah let the let us go come and spar properly like like you know like just looking like paring us off like because we were just like time waste look like he, yeah. he looked at it like we're just time wasters. But I could understand they were probably gearing up, getting ready for the ABAs and stuff like that. Where we just wanted to have a little muck about. <laughs> so I would go in and out but then I never really stuck to it. Like it was just a thing to oh yeah, let's fight and whatever. And then even Andre actually, Andre used to be there Andre used to was boxing before me I remember even seeing Andre down there a couple of times like Andre Sterling and then um, I think give it like maybe a year after I moved to I went to uni I started getting involved in nonsense Uh, like my mum was very adamant like yeah you know what just go off to go off to uni but I don't want you in London innit I don't want you in London because even though I'd be doing stuff but I'm still, like, academically... Not that I'm academically smart, but I'll still, like, do my thing in school, like, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So i got my grades and whatnot. Then, yeah, went off to Essex Uni. Then I remember just watching some boxing, like, a highlight reel. This was when YouTube first started coming up, like, and I remember watching a highlight reel. It was, it was like, David Hay, Gene Pascal. Uh, who was a couple other boxers and... The way, like, Hay especially would set up knockouts, like, it looked so flashy and sit up all fun. And Now this looks sick. <laughs> like, him and Jean Pascal was a beast as well. And there's somebody else, I can't remember who else. was. But anyway, I just packed in local boxing club. Went, um, my uni was in Essex, innit, it? Colchester. I went down there, Colchester ABC, went down there, um, joined up. And then, yeah, started training with them. But it weren't like you know, like, your Fitzroys and your, your, your Honor ropes, and, like, do you know what I mean? It weren't as hard and <laughs> tough, like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, it yeah. weren't as, you, you know, man, like, the Eastern Mercedes. Counties would be a bit different from the Londons and all these other, like, Liverpool areas and whatever and, the, and Merseyside and all that. So I remember in, like, a week or whatnot, not even a week, I let me not exaggerate, maybe three weeks, I was beating up everyone already, like, guys who had fights and stuff like that. Um, yeah, and I was like, I just want to fight. I want to fight. I want to fight, man. I want to fight. They were like, no, you still got to learn. Do you know what happened? They put me in with this little kid. He was a junior. And them times, I was big as well, and he was a small little kid, but this kid could box. I'm very sure he'd been to like the finals of the like ABAs as a junior or not. And when I say this boy just boxed the shit out of me, Right. and I was like, Wow, like this is proper boxing. Because when I was beating up everyone, I was just doing it on sheer brute back, like, you know, yeah. bashing them up, using like just wild and whatnot, and just strength and just probably intimidation. But this kid could actually box, and he gave me a little boxing lesson, and that's when I realized, right, do you know what, I need to actually learn the arts, not just about knocking people out. And then I think yeah, that's what just got me focused on, you know, okay, I'm gonna learn the proper skill of boxing. And on top of that, that same year, what made me really, like, start doing amateur boxing, they held the ABA finals at Colchester the Leisure Centre. So someone invited me. It was like, yeah, they're doing the ABAs. I was like, what's that? Like, what's the ABAs? Like, where? It's like, no, that's where all the top amateurs and whatnot, they're boxing. So Today's the finals. So I went down there. And then that year, Dion Juma, Andy Joshua, and I think Andy's cousin, Benga, is that 2010 Yeah, they smashed. Say that again. Is that twenty ten? I think so. It might have been. I you, think so. That was the
1: year that Benga and Joshua won. So ninety one and ninety one plus.
2: Yes, but Dion as well. I'm very sure Dion won as well. Did he? Did he win? Yeah, but to me, I just watched them because amateur boxing. I'm not going to lie. I saw it as like, uh, yes, like oh white people in it like you know nice way of beating somebody up <laughs> so when i saw these three hedge black guys yeah, destroying guys with class i said yeah i'm doing this <laughs> now i remember Dion was sick as well as a southpaw you could bang he was slick and then Bengal and leyemi he was like the more hedge kind of guy but like a joe fraser kind of guy and then you got then you had joshua tall Boxing good as law, so they just impressed me so that from then that's when I just you know that that was a hard
1: year because and the final of the Londons AJ ended up boxing Dom Akinladi in the final of the Londons, really. And like, so basically, I'd been battered for a while up until that point because Dom and I were working little bits here and there, but he was,
2: yeah,
1: always. I think Dom, if you were to rank boxers by how good they were in the gym, Dom Akinladi's Hall of Fame. And really? then something would happen on fight night. Like Joshua won, but Joshua didn't do anything to him. I can't explain. Yeah. He didn't land a clean shot on Dom. It's just that Dom yeah. didn't throw anything back. Yeah. How different would the world be now if if
2: Dom had actually done what he was supposed to do? Yeah. If and that's one thing I don't want to be be in that like reach that stage in my life where if I. I've never wanted to. I've never ever wanted to be like, oh, if only I did this. So that's why like, even from when I started, I've been very consistent. Like, since I started boxing, I've never stopped. Like, there's, ne- I've never had a gap. Like, I've never, you know, do you get, you, you get it? So whether I've had a good year or not, I've constantly just been boxing. And I think that's helped me, like, in the pros as well.
1: You can't beat consistency. So I think nah, I, I, I put I'll put you in that same bracket as Craig Richards. You know people who don't have who don't miss days, yeah, because let's, no, of course. let's say you miss let's say you miss ten, 10 to fifteen days of training a year, right? It doesn't, yeah. doesn't feel like that big a deal. that's like a day and a half every month, not a big yeah deal. you start adding up over five years, ten years. It catches up with you like the, the gap between you and the guy that didn't stop is huge. And it's what I used to to teach the youngsters. So you remember little steps at Double Jab? Yeah. And I remember I'd say to little Chi, I'd say, yo, do this every day until you're 18 and you will never forget any of it. I promise to God, this will stay with you for life. Because like, he's a quiet kid, but he's a smart kid. And I'd always explain to him this idea that I have about adaptive physiology. That your body grows into whatever you're making it do. So you know these kids who start off being scaffolders from when they're 16? Yeah, they've naturally just
2: got that, do you know what I mean, that strength. The body adapts. Yeah. Yeah.
1: The, bo- the body says, look, if we're lifting this stuff from when we're young, we're going to be doing this for yeah. life. So we need to build the strength now. So those mm-hmm. guys end up being super strong. And so the way yeah. to get that is to be consistent in your training.
0: A lot, me, yeah.
1: a lot of people don't understand that. It's also the same with skills. If you're consistent mm-hmm. with your training, you never forget how to throw a perfect jab. Never. No. You know, sometimes you'll see these old guys. Like, there's a guy who used to box at light heavyweight called Keith Bristol, and like he'd come, yeah. he, he'll come down to Fitzroy Lodge on a Saturday, or whatever, right? And he's must be in his fifties yeah. now. Like, he used to box guys like Dennis Andrews in the '80s. He's one of those, like, one of those OGs. You know, one of the old guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He hasn't lost a step, man. Yes, you're older, you're a bit slower, but you can see it's all still
2: there.
1: You, don't, just in you it. don't lose it. No. No, definitely. Well, I was going Essex Uni, were you there with Adrian Martin?
2: Yeah, 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 I was. That's where I met him. <laughs> we both, uh, that's yeah. that's where I met him. So.
1: Nah, because I remember, him, I remember, what was it, him and I were having a conversation, and he's like, yeah, yeah. yeah I was at Uni with Dan Aziz. I said, what was Dan like? He's like, well... (laughs) Do you want the good bits or the real bits? And I was like... (laughs) I was like, let me not ask too many
2: more
0: questions.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That was good, man. That was good, man. That was good. (laughs) No, man, I'll be you, guy.
1: But no, you... You had one of those interesting amateur careers. Like, that's why, you know, when they announced the Andre fight, I remember I did a podcast about it, and I said these guys have had the same thing where they've always got to a certain level consistently. Yeah. And then there's always that missing piece. Like I think with you, like you just fought Vanzi too many times. And sometimes there's that one person. <laughs> there is a, there's that one person
2: who starts <laughs> doesn't if, work uh, for you. As much as, much as he finished thing Ben, I would fucking shut up now, man. I'm being very serious as well, bro. I love to know who I do though. He's a very nice guy, a proper like Looked up to him as well, man. He's a wicked boxer. I like Yeah, so he, a lot of respect for him, man. So he's got a brother, Bobby. I met his brother in
1: Bradford. I was up there with work. Yeah. And so they're involved in the boxing scene between Bradford, Leeds, and so forth. So I think they've got their own gym okay. now. Ash, I know Ashley, oh. Ashley went to uni, didn't he? And then he he kind of office jobs for a bit. And I think that's why the boxing yeah. fell off. And you know, he realized he was never going to beat Boatsy, so what's the point in carrying on? And you know, I mean, I think his mm. brother probably told him not to be a pro. But they're they're yeah. an, they're an interesting family. I think that's all I can say. There, it's a it's probably a family you don't want to upset, but they're an interesting family. Yeah. No,
2: you. Speaking of bloody the, the when you the Andre fight, you I swear I feel like it's because of you, your omen, you know, that made that fight happen from day one. You've always been saying, yeah, no, not. He's true. they're going to fight. But I used to, because remember, he's from my area, so I see him all the time. I don't really want to fight him, like, like you know what I mean? But you just kept pushing that like that energy, I swear. Right? <laughs> if you say someone's going to fight someone, sure enough, give it a few year or whatever, they're going to fight, I swear. It's because of you. It's you. Do you know what? So, so there are a number of things... So that... he should blame you for that loss. No, no, no,
1: no, no. That that's a fight that should have always happened. I, I was, but I always felt that was the kind of fight you should have as a just before a Joshua fight. You know where you you get Andre and you get Dan in, and it's at yeah. like Wembley or at the O2, and that's the perfect fight to get people hyped and go, yeah, I needed yeah. that because because mm-hmm. you you guys have that same thing. I think how do I describe it? If I if I was ever in trouble and I saw you two coming over the hill, I would just relax at that point. <laughs> I'd relax. Like, like, you know, literally cut from that same cloth. And you know, boxing yeah. you, boxing, these things have to happen, right? Like Yeah. And it helps elevate both of you. You know. But even that, that so you, how how are things now? Are you guys still still training in the same
2: venue, you still speak? No, no, no. Remember Peacock's is, is moved to they've moved the original Peacock to Hainault it's in Hainault
1: Harlow is it Harlow no Har- Harlow I think Nana's that's isn't it it's still on the central
2: line no it's in it's in um, it's all the way up in Essex now well, how's Denzel getting there yeah boy that's, that's what I'm saying and it's even speaking of Denzel this is what I'm saying every time since I met him I always said bro trust me you're gonna be a champ because he used to moan like oh I can't even get a southern. I can't even get an English. This dad, but then his first fucking title is a fucking British, like, because this guy's another one that consistent, like, always in from because he's from southwest. I think all. travels all the way from east every day for as long as I've known him, maybe three four years now. Every day on time, nine o'clock on the door, he's at the gym consistently. I'm telling you every day never late, and now it's all the way up in Essex, and he's still doing the same thing so i always tell him that alone bro forget about your skill whatever you can punch on, or just that consistency alone is going to take you far. now nah, he's and i'm the one that brought him in i brought him in brought you in on him you didn't know who he was i've It's me no, no, wait, 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 no, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, hold look, on. look, look, look at that. I remember telling you about him, you like, what? I said, bro, trust me, this guy is sick, man. He can whack as well. Now, you know what, you you gave
1: me the, you, you gave me the, the flesh on the skeleton, but you remember Ross from Double Jab?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah,
1: Ross yeah. went to Fisher, and Ross was training oh, with yeah, Denzel. yeah,
2: yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So
1: so so Ross kind of put me on to Denzel and James Hawley. They're the two guys Ross was working with.
2: Okay. Okay. But go but, go I, but I said yeah, to Ross, I said to Ross,
1: I don't need to see this guy till I need to see this guy, and he was like, yeah. No, no, seriously, <laughs> because because my first question to Ross was, Does he hit harder than Connor Hines? Because I still don't believe anyone round about oh, that. Oh,
2: bloody hell. Remember Connor? Did <laughs> yeah Connor go What's happened to him? What's going on he's, with
1: him? He's training with Sam Mullins at Churchill's now. Okay. But oh,
2: that's somebody that can just naturally whack. Wow. Like, and he Ooh. and he's slimmer. Do you know he reminds me of? He reminds me of all them old school middleweights. Like, you know, like, um, who's that guy, the Hawk? What's his name? The Hawk. Um, Jul- Julian Jackson. Yeah, Julian Jackson. And, you know, that era of boxers where they could just whack, like, yeah. and they would... He reminds me of them. Like... Uh, <laughs> do, you know, do you know, like, whenever I, whenever
1: I feel regretful about things in boxing, I always say I good. wish I'd had more time with Connor Hines. I really, really mm. do. He he has two... So, so, I've worked with him and I've worked with Denzel, right? So, yeah. like, that kind of puts me in a position to comment on their power. Now, they're both yeah. dangerous punches, but they're very, very different. Yeah. Yeah. Like Denzel's kind of half clubbing, half explosive. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So he's got those kind of, it's like a lion paw, but also with a bit more speed. Right?
2: Yeah, definitely. Yeah.
1: Conor's got the mad speed, but he only lands with mm. his knuckles. He There's no finger involved in his punches. It's all knuckle. So yeah. so even when you take Wamp- him with the
2: pads, it's hurtful. You're like, Jesus. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. One Wamp- one, but one thing I would say is that because obviously I've sparred both of them, know both of them. Conor for me is like he knows he's got the power, and he yeah, he's trying to lay you out and put the hurting on you. Denzel, he's more of a boxer puncher. Like he 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 actually doesn't is, doesn't try and knock you out, you know. But just with the right shot and the right positioning, boom, that's where the the natural power is just there. Like I've sparred him down. Sometimes and he's whacked me and I'm like the fuck like I swear to you, dude, nah you wait wait, know, wait stop or, stop, or, stop
1: stop Dan stop stop <laughs> stop 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 because you've done that to
2: everyone else right yeah no but he's a middleweight and 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 Daniel's not even a big middleweight at all well. he don't look big like you put him a you put him next to like a Danny Dignam Danny Dignam's huge for a middleweight or. Who, who, else, who else could I say like, even Heffron. Heffron's big for a middle yeah Denzel's not big he's not a big middleweight but he can like, if you sleep on him you think yeah he's just going to pit up a, that's when he just drops and he, can, and he can switch as well he can hit hard with both hands that's the thing about Denzel as well. no, no, and I'm no. not even just saying this because he's my guy but trust me I can't wait to see him first, that, um, that Phoenix guy, because I rate that Phoenix guy. He seems like a machine as well, so it'll be a good fight, like. I don't think it will happen. Why? You know why, man. You know exactly No, Nah, why. man. It should happen, bro. Denzel's on it. This guy's talking like he's on it, so it should happen. Like, what? What's the problem?
1: Because you know Frank will win the purse bid, and Hearn's not letting this guy get smashed on Frank's show. Do you
2: think Hearn's just, like, like even... Not saying that he ain't fussed about my man, but he's got how many fighters? Is he got like, to not want to risk him? It's not like he's a <laughs> bloody Conor Ben or, or and I, when I say Conor Ben, I mean as in terms of following a name. Do you get it? But you I, always, I but you always need wonderful.
1: you always need a guy at middleweight though. I'm a guy that believes as a promoter, you need good British names in the classical weight classes, right? So things like feather, I maybe. Mean, Bantam feather, light, welter, middle, light heavy, heavy. Mm. And who else has Hearn got a middle, really, who's like that sort of British level? Do mm. you see what I mean? Like, if he if yeah. Cash gets blitzed, that's a belt that Hearn has no control over. So, And it's a classic belt as well. So, I don't know. I just don't see that one happening. I'd like to see it happen. I think, you know... Because remember, like I, I spoke to Denzel a fair bit between the first, the first and the second Heffron fight, and the yeah. thing I said to him was, in the first fight, if you remember, he fell in love with his own power, right? Yeah. And he he was he was almost trying to do too much for the for the audience. There's a lot, a lot of moving, mm-hmm. a lot of this, a lot of that, and I said, no, 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 just give him the one two, yeah. I, I Ask him if he can cope with that because I didn't believe Heffron could cope with the one two, and I said if he can mm-hmm. cope with the one two. Then you can bring the hooks and the uppercuts in just to let him know there's variety. But you ain't gotta to do too much with this guy. He's gonna be there because yes, he bobs yeah. his head, but every time he attacks you, he attacks from bang in the middle. So he's there to be hit. And then the second fight, a lot more patient, was focusing on punch placement. That's how he cut the guy and I just thought, okay, the evolution's happening.
2: And he yeah. and I was I was his, I was his, one of his main sparring partners for that second one and they just wanted me to stick it on him from round one. And I was as well. But after that, I I knew. Now, I swear to God, the sparring, he was doing straight 12 with three different people and people that are getting busy with him. So I know when he got into that Mark Heffron, the second fight, it was like everything was just, Taken down a notch for him because in sparring he got it. I can't lie. He, he and and he he can really come through. And he's yeah. I'm I'm proud. I'm fingers. proud of what
1: he's done. Like you know you know because most people just remember the video him and I did for IFL, which <laughs> which which, which was the what bit, happened. What, what, what was that about? Ah, uh, do you know what? So we went to go and watch. Den- so we, so we went to uh, you, you'll you look it up after this, Dan. I promise you. So yeah. We, so we went to watch Denzel, right? At the yeah. Royal Albert Hall. Okay. Now, the thing about the Royal Albert Hall is you can drink at your seats. Mm. So I got there about six, right? And we're drinking. I had a few drinks with James Branch's family. Yeah, yeah, We're just catching up, buying drinks, having a laugh, you know? And you're meeting people. Yeah. You know like, you know what, like, Frank Warren shows are like a reunion. You meet a lot of, of people. Course, yeah. Seen. So, mate, I, I must have done about six or seven pints, and then we're on the tequilas with Ross. <laughs>
2: You I... know what you're like when you're on the juice?
1: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, no, so, on, so, so so, we're there going, well, Denzel's not going to fight. So we're planning what we're going afterwards. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ross goes missing. Uh, God knows how or why. And then it gets to about 11 and I'm with Ross's mm. friend, I think it's Ben. And Ben's mm. like, there's David Hay down there. I was like, look, let's go and say hello to him. And he's like, you can't do that. And I said, like, watch. So I went down there. I know I know, Frank's security guys anyway. So they're like, yeah, yeah, come in. Yeah. So I got there. And we say hello to David. Man, I'm pissed. I don't even remember this. You know what? I, me- I messaged Hay on his birthday to say <laughs> happy 40th. And then he blocked me yeah. on WhatsApp. <laughs> oh, yeah, really? He did. So, if they, listen, if anyone's got a tow yeah. truck and they want to take a Rolls Royce drophead, there's one round the back of the Park Plaza, Riverside, <laughs> right? Number plates, D-1-1-A-Y-E. So, we get there. And, and it's Coogan, Isaac, and Denzel. So, so I pop up, yeah. I'm, I'm talking to, to Isaac, say hello to Denzel, you know, because we kind of knew each other. So, I said, hello. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so Coogan tries to film and Isaac takes a camera off him. So that's like, okay, really? cool. so Isaac starts filming this, right? And we do this yeah. interview and, and I'm just taking the piss. I'm literally, I'm I'm off my head and I'm taking the piss. <laughs> you know like in wrestling yeah, when the I manager speaks it. for the wrestler? It was literally just like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So, so we do this interview, and I'm like, there's no yeah. way they are putting this out. Like, It's, it's, it's a car crash.
2: <laughs> and Rob Martin's yeah, there as well. Did so you know.
1: Rob Martin's videoed this on his phone. And I'm like, oh, Jesus, this is bad. And then it came out. <laughs> and I remember the crazy thing is, oh, I'm, I'm, I was moving yeah. jobs at this point, right? So I was moving from one bank yeah. to another, Dan. And my uh-huh. boss must have Googled my name. And that video came oh. up. So when I started work, <laughs> the guy seen the video. I was like, ooh. <laughs> but nah, man, that was brilliant. Like is it still up there now? Uh easily. I think it was on like I'm three and sure. a half thousand views when I left it. I'm I'm he- I'm a search so that up. Don't worry. <laughs> but yeah. No, nah, no, nah, he's a I think I think Denzel's one of those guys that What's missing from him is the I call it the education. That's what's missing mm. from him. You know where
2: you just understand yeah, your craft. You? Hey, Joe, no, wait, let me. What's up with you? You don't rate the peacocks lot, man. He's like they're sick. No, seriously, i will pull you up on that. You don't rate. You don't rate them, man. You know you don't rate them. I need you to explain why, because fucking them lot, they're they're good, you know. If I work with my trainer, they would be in the the. In the list for me to to go with, you
1: know. Okay, so let's let's start with this. How long have those guys been in the game?
2: Okay, you got. Um, was, I can't even forget his name, Ray. Ray's been. R- with, so, Ray so Ray Ball was at Audrey, Fisher. They've been with Fisher for years, you okay. know. For years, okay. Right. Where's their world champion? And and, yeah, oh, come on, you said
1: it yourself, though. Where are their world years. champions? Seriously, where are their world? You couldn't have me boxing or involved in boxing for thirty years, and I don't have one world champion. I'd, I would, nah, I, I, would feel a failure.
2: Okay, um, what's his name? The, the, the cruiserweight man, the Jamaican man. Oval. He should have won a world title. What, he should have won a world title. Yes and he got robbed that should have been their world bro they didn't, the they, they didn't even
1: have him from day one man
2: yeah but <laughs> no no nah, nah, Dan Dan, Dan, Dan,
1: Dan, Dan, yeah. Dan with me I guess what it is is I've travelled the country right so I've been up in Leeds I've been I've, I've worked with Nick Manners I've been to Sheffield I know the C- Chris Smedley's um, Glyn Rhodes I know a lot of these OG trainers you know guys who who've delivered like when I was at uni in Sheffield I worked with Brendan Ingle so yeah. I know what good trainers are. Now, here's, what, here's the difference, right? Brendan Ingle mm. is an educator. When you spend time with Brendan, you know a lot more about boxing than before, a lot more. <laughs> I yeah. always feel with the peacock, it's like they feed you little crumbs. Like You know when you're trying to get a horse to come forward and you might just give it little bits of oats and it's just eating it as it goes along? Mm. They always give you little bits mm. so you don't go away. That's what I always feel with the Peacock. They'll give you a little 1% here, 1% there. I'm like, no. (laughs) You've got the best raw materials in the Southeast. You need to be educating these kids so they're making better decisions in the ring. You need to be teaching these guys the higher level skills. Why is it that no one at Peacock can throw a decent lead uppercut? Why? What, what? They don't understand that this punch exists?
2: Wait, wait, wait. wait, no, no. What, what? That doesn't exist? That's what they... No. Well, no, no, I don't, well, what, I don't throw lead off uppercuts. Why I don't not? Like that sure. well, no, no, but why
1: not? It's the punch that people That's least expect, good. right?
2: Yeah, it is, but
1: mm-hmm.
2: who does for lead uppercuts, really? Marquez, Barrera. No, uh-huh. right, let's you're go through No, 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 no no, 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 let's go through it. <laughs> no, no, let's go through
1: it. Marquez, Barrera, Canelo, uh, Morales.
2: Yeah, no, Canelo does it. Canelo does it brilliant. He's the one that really, that really, got I've seen him and think, fucking hell, man, how does he, like, throw a so quick, sharp, and the, he always faints before he throws it in form right through the middle.
1: Of it. I love that shot. Yeah, so why aren't they teaching that? If the best boxer on the planet right now is using it, why aren't they teaching it? You see, we, so now you see my issue, right? I, I've taught it. Mm. I, I'm a big believer in that. I'm a big believer in, I'm going to teach you the stuff you're not expecting to see. Because you don't do it all the time. But when you see that yeah. opening, you go for it. Look what Povetkin did to Dillian. And everyone's saying that was a one yeah. in a million punch. I'm like, no, that was just an uppercut. There was nothing clever about it. It's just that we don't teach that in this country. Now, when you're talking yeah. to me about these guys being veterans and stuff, then I'm like, well, what do they actually know? Because you have to remember a lot of these guys were coaching kids that came up against my guys and they were losing. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't feel any way to say anything because Peacock tried the amateur thing and I ran over their stable and reversed back over it.
2: Yeah. That's so but you it was in their peak.
1: They even no nah, but it who was in they had amateur. I tell you who they had. Remember Yusuf? Do you remember Black Yusuf? Seventy five kilo kid with the glasses? Was, was it the Peacock, and then well, I think it was at Miguel's, or vice versa. Mm. But, see, that's what it's about, is that education, because when I go back to the... I remember, I'd always say to the guys I trained, I said, we're not from the best club in the world. You know, we're not expected to do well. We're just going to surprise people. Yeah? Mm. We're, we're going to do things they don't expect. You know? And that's what we did. I remember when people were coming, remember yeah. like in the, in the Tunde era when everyone was coming with that Mayweather defense?
2: Yeah.
1: And they were, they were getting away with it against those fish and chip guys from like Peacocks and I don't know, <laughs> them Essex, you know them Essex, <laughs> Essex guys, with their, their fish and chip boxing, just stand up one, two, one, two. And you could get away with the shoulder roll then. And then I just gave, I said to the guys, put your right hand down, man, don't worry about it. Just literally left hook, left uppercut these guys. And then it all fell apart for them. Because they're like, oh, oh you've decoded the Matrix. And I remember like th- that's the time me and Tunde mm. became cool. Because Tunde would look, he'd go, you know when you get that begrudging nod from Tunde? Just like, hmm, you're doing something over there. Mm. <laughs> and I'd always say to him, I'll see you soon, Tunde. Don't worry about that. But no, we're coming back to, to the Peacock thing. I think they're good trainers, right? And I think if you want a British yeah. title, go to Peacock, you'll get your British title. You want a British title, go to Tony Sims. you'll get a British title. I, I I don't doubt that for a second. You want to be Canelo Alvarez, you're in the wrong place.
2: So where would... Okay, if, if you want to be Canelo Alvarez, where'd you go for? Where'd you go in the UK? Oh. Uh,
1: who do I think could produce those sorts of boxes? I'd be in Sheffield, to be honest with you, mate. Who? I I think... That Hinch not. guy... Which one? Richard Towers? Put him in there. Not Domingo, nah. Dom No, Dom not the guy. No, nah, not Dom Ingle. No, yeah, that's uh, the I'm about. Nah, Richard Towers looks like he's doing something amazing. You know, he's got a gym next to Caldwell. So he's, the, he's, he's one of the best thinkers in terms of boxing. Get in touch with him. I recommend anyone who needs advice, talk to Richard. Richard, he's, he's thinking on a different level at the moment, which is good. Glyn Rhodes? an OG, like he was slick and slippery back in the 70s and the 80s, man, before Harold Graham. Who? Mm-hmm. Rhodes. So he's another good trainer. Um, even Grant Smith, who's training Sonny Edwards at the moment, and I know people say, oh, but you hate Sonny Edwards, Terry. No, look, Sonny's a good boxer, and that's mostly down to what he's done at Steel City, so fair play to those guys. Yeah. And then you've got, I like Chris Medley. Chris Medley will give you that, I mean like he would take you from zero. Like he did that. He took his kids World to the box ABA is he, finals.
2: He, what box has he got? He, go.
1: he had Liam Cameron, so he took Liam Cameron to the common Commonwealth middleweight title before he unfortunately failed the drugs test for cocaine, which was oh. a shame. Um, I didn't oh, even think yeah. Liam did cocaine. But he took Liam, yes, to, he took Liam from an eleven year old to an ABA yeah. title was meant to go to GB and do the Olympics in 2012 but turned pro instead, got him the Commonwealth title, and had Liam Cameron been on Matchroom, then Mm -hmm. they'd have got him a world title because he could whack as well. Just a big middleweight who could whack. So there are a few guys, man. like Alex Arthur's being spoken well of in Edinburgh as well. My mates have trained with him. They say he's got something there. There are a lot of guys around the country who don't get their credit. And they do... Because you guys all look for the name and the who's on TV and this, that, and the third.
2: Yeah, what, no, you're no definitely. What you're looking for I in a trainer, about,
1: yeah. is what's their methodology, what are their standards, what are their principles. If you agree with their principles, go with them. Like me, yeah. you can't work with me if you don't have a ten out of ten jab or want to have a ten out of ten jab, because nothing else I do works if your jab is not amazing. Mm. And in fact, I just don't believe you should be boxing at that level if you don't have a good jab, you know, Mm. because I don't like people blocking punches with their faces. But look at you, for example, right? You work with Brian O'Shaughnessy. Yeah. You say Brian O'Shaughnessy to most people in boxing, they don't have a fucking clue who he is. But then you're like, but this guy took his son to an ABA title. His son was meant to be the next big thing. He... He's proven himself to me. I'm like, well, you've proven that. His son you can... won the ABA. His son won the ABA. Yeah, uh, he won it in '09. I think that was the year after Liam did. Was it or was yeah? It, or was it 2010? But you know, his son fought yeah. Errol Spence twice and lost. Yeah, no, once, once. I think he fought him once. Mm, it was, was, once. It, was it once or twice? I'm sure because you yeah, know it was once. It was once. Because I know for certain they they well. England fought the the Americans twice. I don't know if Dudley got both bouts,
2: but he definitely fought Errol. But, oof. Yeah, yeah. No, I I, I I know that. But there weren't, there weren't you know, weren't much in it. Really? Yeah, have you, watched, have you watched it? Do you
1: know what? I haven't watched it, well, not for ages anyway, because I remember saying to Eric Guy, mm-hmm. he, but one thing I will say was, that wasn't expected to happen because at this point, everyone just thought... Yeah, no, of course. Yeah, <laughs> you know, Dudley's even, Dudley. Even Brian,
2: Brian said that when he first when he saw Spence, he was thinking, oh, he's just bad. Oh, like. Do you know what I mean? But when he boxed, he said he was sick. He was good. Very good boxer. That's what
1: happens when you've got a trainer who educates you, right?
2: No, definitely. Yeah, no, you're, you're right. But not not even just him. You remember, he used to work with Sonny. I mean, not Sonny. Charlie yeah Charlie when Charlie first started yeah. um obviously Lawrence, Umar, the whole you know the whole the whole
1: the whole gang that was a shame man like when 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 the cool box thing started to dissolve because you you were building something under those arches man it was that was a good yeah, energy no, you had definitely. there
2: definitely, yeah definitely 100% cuz
1: I cuz I remember well, saying yeah. to Brian I said, yeah. mate, you've got you got killers here man this is this is the, these are the raw materials you dream
2: of. Yeah, no, of course, definitely. But not everything's meant to be, I guess, man. But hundred percent. Um, and and the thing is as well, Brian's not the type to go to a boxing you know, and say, "Yeah, let me train." You. We all went to him, you know. So we want to train with you. Just putting that out there. Like he's not the type that tries to, oh yeah, come and work with me or try. No, we all went to him. Lauren, Umar, me, like so yeah. There's obviously something there that we wanted to work with and, you know, own our skills to. So yeah, man. Big up Brian. And like I said in the beginning, I know the, the amount of hours he's put in with me and I'll definitely be like he has to, you know, be on the journey till till, till the wolves fall off wheels fall off. Nuts. And he's not your typical trainer as well. He's very unorthodox. Very unorthodox. Yeah, you know what? Like I'll see him do that and,
1: and like, and he'll be mad at me for saying this, but it's true. I can't watch <laughs> it because it's it's always off rhythm. Like you know, like like w- w- when you've trained people for long enough, there's a certain tempo you expect and the arms to move yeah, in a yeah, certain yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he doesn't move
2: that way. I'm yeah. like, Fucking
1: <laughs> what? I'm like, <laughs> what are you doing?
2: Yeah, no, he's, he's very, he's not, he's not typical, like, and, um, obviously come under, like, Mickey May and, and and them lot there, so he's got a lot of knowledge as well. So. He, he, he's proper, he's proper. Yeah, do you know, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, the, what is it, the tracksuit The, track the greyhead tracksuit brigade. <laughs> 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 he, he's proper. <laughs> yeah,
1: so, so yeah. Uh, quick, 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 random question, man, did you still speak to Charlie
2: Duffield? Yeah, all the time, man. How is he? Charlie's always—he's good. Cool, he's good, man. He's—he's he's all right. This whole pandemic, the lockdown just, effed things up for a lot of people, man. Especially if you're trying to get back into boxing, like and whatnot, like. So, it has it's been a bit hard, but he's still chipping away. He's still chipping away. Remember what's his name? Training with them now, Billy. So I'm sure there'll be some opportunities there for him. Well, and so Daniel, boy, he, just, bro, he, he are, like. I- <laughs>
1: they got Dubois
2: as well. Yeah, do you know what I mean? He sells loads of tickets as well, so he just has to be patient. But he's in the gym, he's training, proper like I like that, but I've got a lot of respect for him. I always say, it, when I first turned over and I needed to sell tickets for fights, he would just buy a there. He would just look. He'd be like, yeah, that's nice, cool. Take good couple off me and know what it's like selling tickets, especially when you're first coming up and whatnot. It's hard, man. But you know oh, yeah, what? You I know what it is, though. That, you see,
1: yeah, a lot of times when you're an
2: amateur, they don't prepare you for this. So no, they don't. They they don't. And a lot of the kids as well, that like, they're like, yeah, like I want to turn over and what. And I I tell them that, bro, it's not easy, you know. And I'm I'm not talking about yeah. I know you have got the passion and the ambition to train, like I want But it's the other thing, bro. Like, have you got like? Do you know like 20 people who will buy tickets of you? Do you just know 20 people that will definitely buy tickets yeah. you? If you don't, then bro, you're going to struggle like like crazy. Yeah. And you, that 20 is just me being nice. You need about 50 solid guys that 100% they're, putting, they're buying a ticket. You need half of them or at least 20 of them to be able to buy VIP tickets. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? If you can't do that, forget it. Forget it. And I, everyone, everyone who, I oh, yeah, so who should I go with and, you know, like what manager should I go with, this, that, and the third? I told them, listen, please sell tickets first. Have you got sponsors? Sponsors as well. That's such an important thing as well. Like before you start, don't start and then try and get sponsors. From the off go, you need about three, four, who's going to just pay you a certain amount of money. So that's your income. So you're not even trying to make your purse bid or, or your ticket sales, that be your income. Nah, fuck that, that's just your bonus. You need your sponsors to be your income. You're getting money regularly, monthly, so you can just train, Comes to your fight, you've got a little bonus and then you just build from there, like, so, that's I, what I always tell everyone. Because
1: yeah, c- I remember, like, I remember Double Jab talking to Jesse when he was about, yeah, I'm going to turn pro, this amateur ticket for me, and I just remember saying, if you can write down 50 people who will buy a ticket off you tomorrow, Cool. Turn pro. Do you know what I'm saying? It's And he's bloody talented. He's sick. Well, I think he's gifted, but his mistake was he wanted to do it on his own terms. Of course. But you can't do, you know?
2: Yeah, no, therefore.
1: Like, whenever, whenever I see someone and they go, Terry, I want to work with you, I'll make them work with someone else because I want to see how coachable are they with someone else because... If you're not able to listen to someone else, then I don't know if you're selfless enough to take in what I'm telling you. Mm. Like me, I'm trying to think, I've been trained by so many different people. Like I have no ego when it comes to training. Like I'll even, you know what? I'll even go to a session from a coach I know I'm better than, but I don't say anything. I just train. Mm -hmm. You know, like I remember I'd go up to Leeds and a friend of mine's got a gym up there and I'd train with the youngsters and I'd do whatever mm. they were doing, even though I'd done it years ago, it doesn't matter. You've got to show your humility, and you can I still listen? Can I still listen to someone tell me, you know, like this little kid said, mate, you keep dropping your hand when you hook, and I'm like, mm. <laughs> he's right, you know, <laughs> you know, when you get annoyed, yeah, yeah. yeah but he's right though. Yeah. And all that sort of stuff, you have to, you have to be coachable, and when you're coachable, like, it seems Canelo's very coachable, and that's why he's been able to go so far, like, and I saw the Yildirim fight. And when I was watching that, it made me realize that this guy lost to Mayweather. And it's like he took notes about everything in that fight. And he said, this is what I need to get better at. And he did it. Yeah. How many boxers uh-huh. do you know would have done that? No. Uh, Not many. Sure. That's what separates the, the guys who make it from the guys that don't. How How mm-hmm. important is it to you? This is what I say to people. How important is it to you to be on time. And you know what boxers are like? Uh, you know, <laughs> is, is that a hard eight or a soft eight? And I'm like, bro, yeah. eight, eight is eight. If you're not here at eight, you'll find me gone. <laughs> and like even... Okay. Like, and I see this, like when I look at other trainers, mm-hmm. they're, they're so loose with their organization, their own individual standards aren't where they need to be. And then I'm like, well, how Uh are you going to tell a fighter to be special when you're not even trying to be special yourself? Uh Because there was a trainer. I'm not going to mention his name, but you can kind of figure him out if I I fill this in. And, like, when the whole Ted Bami thing happened, I thought he was going to clean up in terms of taking all these boxes because he was like, look, you know, this is a perfect home for African boxers. And I was like, okay, cool. Mm. And he said to me, why don't you come and help me train? And I, I, I am an odd over it. I was like, maybe. But then mm. I'd, I'd watch how he trained one of my guys.
2: Yeah.
1: And a two o'clock session would start at three and this, that, and the other. And I was like, nah, nah, nah. I need something a bit more. Like <laughs> I'm a precision guy. You <laughs> hear I mean? Two o'clock is yeah. two o'clock. We get it cracking. And for, for an hour, it's all business. Uh-huh. And so, it all went wrong for him after a while. Lost his marquee fighter, lost his gym, had to move elsewhere, all of this stuff. Yeah. And it's a shame because he's one of my favourite people in boxing just to talk to. And yeah. he, he's like a, like an uncle to all of us. So, now you can figure out who it is. But he's like an uncle to all yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. I to kind of us. Yeah, yeah. But, and I always look back and say, hey, had you just been a bit more switched on, we'd have cleaned up here. Yeah. We'd have had Uma yeah, here, cool. we'd have had Lawrence here, we'd have had everyone mm. here. And you know, and then so, so, for all the people listening, it comes back to that original point. There's a massive problem in British training, which is trainers give you what they want to give you, not necessarily what you need. And boxers accept what they're given without asking questions, apart from one person, JP. Try training JP and not knowing what you are doing. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah, but that could be his, un- his own undoing. No. Sometime, but you're right. No, I, it's I, I not, though.
1: You know, it's not because John will say to me, tell, why are we doing this? And I say, well, John, yeah. this is why we have to do it, right? Here's the problem. Here's how we're going to solve it. And here's what you can expect as an outcome. And then he then he's cool. He's like, oh, OK, cool. But if you yeah. start stumbling over your words, and be then he's like, I, I don't believe you know what you're talking about. <laughs> he's just going to look at you and think, Nah, forget this. <laughs> yeah, you just be like, I don't think we're gonna do that, you
2: know. Yeah. Oh, you <laughs> know.
1: But it is, man. Look, I remember, like, like the infamous double jab nosebleed sessions.
2: No. Oh. Hey,
1: <laughs> certain Wednesdays, and I thought, just when I felt people were getting a bit complacent and comfortable, I'd get everyone in that back room. Yeah. Door shut. No one leaves. No water. Nothing. Hour. Hour on the bags. Three minutes on, one minute off. Like, no... Like, you... (laughs) People had out-of-body experiences doing those
2: sessions. (laughs) But but you know what? No one left. Yeah, no, of course. Because we needed that work. They knew that, like, yeah. And... That common monoparagery that, between all of us. Just, no, because it was work, man.
1: And that's the challenge, Dan. It's, it's, I'm a big believer in, like, as a coach, my only job is to define the values and to set the culture. The guys yeah. in the gym will police that culture.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. If I've got the right people in my gym and the right values, those guys will take each other to the top. That's why it's no coincidence. Do you remember 2012? Yeah. And you had, who was it? Kirk Garvey, Louis Adolfi, and what's his uh, name? Joe Joyce, all winning the ABAs in the same year. Why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That generation were killers. In that gym, yeah, no, cool. the runs, they were, like, they drove everything in that club. Yeah. And that's what you got. That's what you need. Like, if you look at you guys at the Peacock, I like seeing the videos that you guys have. Like, you, um, Lennox's nephew, Was it, Ryan Robinson, yeah, um, him, you, Denzel, the whole squad. I like seeing that, and what the reason I like seeing that is, it's Wait, we're hungry, you know. Yes, and the hunger am- see, no, no, but the hunger is amazing. But the hunger without the education will have you running around in circles, just running faster <laughs> and faster in that circle. That that you know, that's why people will call me up. You know what? You know, people will call me up, right? Yeah. And they'll be like, "T, what happened in my last fight? What did you think?" And we'll sit and we'll talk.
2: And sometimes, yeah, because you're you're critical, so it's good.
1: No, even nah, I'm not. You know I'm not crit- I just call it like I see it. Like, if you do something good, I will yeah. talk about that. Uh-huh. If you do something bad, well, I won't even say it's bad. I'll say, "Okay, why did you do that?" Uh, I don't even know. Ah, okay, cool. So we know we need to work on that, right? Because without... Look, it's things like... How many boxers talk about situational awareness? How many boxers talk about the psychology of a fight? How many boxers mm-hmm. talk about the geography of a fight? They don't. Because they don't think in those terms. You know? I'm, so like How many times have I said to you sometimes... That I'm like, Dan, you lead with your hands. But is not about mm-hmm. leading with your hands. Your hands are the last thing in the chain, if you think about it, right? Yeah, no, of course. They're the last thing in the chain. So, let's go backwards there's the hands there's the arms there's the, I mean the shoulders the torso the the legs the knees the feet mm. you know who's who's looking at those when people are training like did you watch Tony Yoker on Friday?
2: no I, did, I missed it you know I didn't even get to see it he because he fought my friend Big
1: Joe like we've, we've been you know, we've had Big Joe in camp with us for the last few weeks
2: yeah and he really boring uh
1: Nick Webb, Tom Welch, okay, yeah, um, big Aussie as well, okay. But Yoka, listen, his footwork—like he never ever moved out of range. Mm. Just and you know what it's like because you're you're similar. He just kept that pressure on Big Joe and he didn't let him breathe. Okay, and I'm like. This this doesn't really get taught in British gyms very often. That ability to just mm. stay on someone and have your guard positioned so that there's no easy shots, and you've got the guy oh, just yeah. stressing, and you're just breaking him down with one twos. You ain't even trying too hard, but that psychological pressure drains them. Avenessian did, did okay. Ah, he stopped him in the twelfth man. It was hard. It was hard to watch because I thought oh, I thought Joe had survived. Yeah, you know, and then yeah, yeah. and listen, Yoka came out right. He came out and he said, This is my statement round. And once he got yeah. Joe in the corner, he let his hands go. And I just said, I don't think there's a heavyweight on the planet that stands up to this. I've
2: got to watch that. Was
1: it like the pressure of um, Avanesian on Kelly? No. Well, so for, the, for 11 rounds, that's what happened. In that last round, man, Big Joe had done everything right. And then, boom. Yoka just said, nah, not today. You ain't, you're ain't. you not surviving. Bam, broke his nose. That was it. Yeah. Once that nose was decimated, game over. I don't know. Although we don't know if it's an eye socket or just a nose, so I think he needs to get seen to. But wow. Mm. You know, there's there's something about Yoka. He's 10 fights in, European champion. He can't be more than four fights from a world title fight. And I'd rather fight you put him. In- hmm? You put
2: him in there with... um. Yeah, 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 yeah. Really? Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's... That's...
2: Interesting.
1: Look, Yoke is what, 6'7", 111 kilos? So he's big enough. But Hmm. you know what it is? He's just so consistent with that one, two, and his arms are so long that... How do you get to him? Like you've got to keep moving your head constantly, and that's draining.
2: Yeah,
1: you know, has Dillian got the engine for that? Because he's packed on a lot of weight now. The old Dillian at seventeen stone five or whatever, yeah, okay, mm. but not when he gets into the eighteens, he can't. I mean, it's not sustainable, you know. Yeah. And Yoka and didn't even look like he was gassing. So <laughs> these are worrying times, man. But he he looks a good yeah. heavyweight, definitely. But the upside for Big Joe was he did well enough that. I could see him being put in with like an Akoli. That'd be a good fight. Oh, yeah.
2: Two giants. Or maybe, 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 a, maybe a Derek?
1: Nah, I think Derek's looking for different things now. I think Derek's looking for those the kind of one. two and a half yeah. mil paydays and stuff. Okay, cool, so yeah. Be, be a good comeback fight for someone like a Dubois, though. Not not, yeah. not the first one, but maybe the second or the third fight down the line. Big yeah. Joe, Big Joe's made himself Valuable now, so good luck to him. Yeah, I, I, he made me a fan because I didn't know he had that toughness in him. Yeah,
0: <laughs> but no, it comes back to that. It. It's
1: it's just that it's that education, man. And yeah, if if my podcast does anything for young boxers, it's this. In order of importance, education, and then everything else follows after that. Because if you don't understand what you're doing and why. You will never do it with enough passion, mm. you know. True. Because look, you know this, man. How much rubbish gets spoken about in boxing? Like, I always see people doing strength and conditioning work, and I just think, why? <laughs>
2: what are you doing that for? Listen, I'm, I'm, am gonna lie to you. Like, we got my strength and conditioner uses <laughs> uh, <you laughs> that up. But no, but you know what's the, what? Why I like him so much? Because I get messages all the time. Um, tell, yeah, oh, are you working with a strength conditioner, Dan? Um, do you want to come work with me or what? But I work with this guy, yeah. You see it. And what you see strength and conditioners this day and age, they actually, okay, I won't say they're not a big part to play in a boxer's career or skill, but they really believe, like, you know, they are, like, you get strength and conditioners that will be like, yeah, because he's been doing strength and conditioning, that's why he, he, he done this or knocked someone out, or that's why he want. But my SNC coach, because SNC is very—it's not just about oh, being strong and building strength, but it's also about balancing out like your your body and stuff like that. Because when you're boxing, you're doing stuff in one way constantly. If you know what I'm saying, and certain stri- certain exercises, strength and conditioning, it will it it does the other stuff like you know and balances you out, and that. Helps with injuries. Since I've been doing strength and conditioning, I've had one one injury touched with. Like for the past two, years. and when I first started, though, so, I was getting injuries all the time. From like zero, zero, and you know, zero to to my fifth fight I was, I was always getting injuries. From that till like now, my thirteenth fight, I've mean, had no injuries. So that's one thing I'll, you know, credit to strength and conditioning. Uh, but yeah, I can see why a lot of um, especially old school trainers yourselves that
1: don't like it and think it's just. Nah, see, oh, I like you it. Know. A, I like it. I just think it's done incorrectly. So, yeah. so, number one, if you've got an hour to spare, I'd rather you spent it working on your technique or your decision making than you spent it percent. in the gym. Now, one million percent. if you're going to work in the gym, a lot of people don't work on stability. Most people get injured because. They're not in control of their body mass. Mm. So you know when you see people, and you're like, okay, let's see how stable your 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 torso is in extension, and you get them to do stuff yeah. like you know one arm and one foot in the air and stuff like that, and they can't do it. They're all big and muscular, oh, yeah. but they can't do. And I'm like, so you can't even you can't control your body, okay? So stability <laughs> is an issue, right? And then yeah. I look at I look at. Let's look at your strength in uncomfortable positions. Because normally you get injured when the load is intolerable, right? So things like straight arm strength. How strong are you when your arm is dead straight? A lot of people are quite weak. Mm. You know, all this sort of stuff. Like, can you hold up your own body weight? Can you hang from a bar? Like, This is Mm. even what I call strength and conditioning. This is just what you should be able to do as an athlete.
2: Yeah, and a lot Normal of boxes not it. it. Normal
1: groundwork, really. Normal core and groundwork. Yeah. So I'm saying, why are you spending all this money on strength and conditioning yeah. when you haven't even fixed these problems? Because, because I know this because I, I went through a powerlifting phase and I was trying to deadlift 300 kilos, right? Yeah. And like, when you deadlift 100 kilos, you don't know what's going wrong with your body. You have no idea because it's easy. When you start yeah. pulling around 220, 230. You know what's wrong with your body. like I was Mm -hmm. like, oh shit, I've got no glutes. (laughs) I've got no ham. I suddenly realized I had no strength there. So I had to go back and fix all of that. Uh And you don't find that out until you test how stable you are under load.
2: And a lot Mm -hmm. of strength
1: and conditioning guys don't do that because they don't know it. Yeah. You know why? Because they do what a lot of boxing trainers are starting to do now. They go on YouTube and they see a video. I'm just going to do yeah.
2: this, this, this and this. Yeah, it's all the same. Like that they, they all read from the same manual and the thing is, every boxer, every human is different. So what works for someone might not be what works for you. The parts where you need working might not be the parts where another box in these work like I see it all the time I see on Insta like the same like, I'm like what do they all read from the same manual like what it's like it's Jim mm-hmm. Booker. Like, coach, coaching book and they yeah this, it's, it's, it's amazing you know, so. you know what, like
1: here's here's what I ended up teaching a friend of mine and because he was frustrated with the strength and conditioning work and I said just yeah. ask your trainer one question this thing we're doing here what problem is it solving hmm Funny how people can't even answer that. Okay, cool, <laughs> cool. You've got me deadlifting 180 kilos, but what problem is this solving? Yeah. Okay, it's going to make you stronger. Okay, so of this 180 kilos, I'm about to pull off the floor and potentially risk my back and hips. Of this weight here, how much of it carries over into the ring? Yes. Yeah. Probably none. You know why? Because yes, you can pull it off the ground, but you're not stable holding that bar. There's, yeah. a lot of, there's a lot of mechanical stability without it being muscular stability. Because once you lock your legs out and you lean back a bit, you mean it's almost like a, like a seesaw. You're balancing one side off against the other. But when you box someone, you know this, when you're in a clinch, the way you move someone is by you being stable and being in control of your whole body. And mm-hmm. so you can't be moved. And then you can move the other guy because he may not have that same level of control. You know, look, I remember speaking to Dave Allen about this and he said he said the difference between Joshua and Dubois is this. Joshua's big and he does all the amazing explosive stuff, but he's like, I could move Joshua around the ring any way I wanted. Mm. And he said with Dubois, nah. You just... you couldn't... And Dubois not a weights monster, if you see what I mean. He's not a guy who Yeah, he's not a freak in that sense. So what is it? It's that he's in better control of the muscles he has. He, oh, yeah. You know, for me stability and coordination are number 1 and 2 for any form of non or just any form of training, stability and coordination. Are you stable under load and under movement? Yes, no.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Are you coordinated? And this is what I pulled you up about. Does everything move the way it's supposed to move so that when you deliver that punch, yeah. It it can't be any more efficient. Yeah. You know, guys don't use their lats when they're punching. They don't use their glutes. They don't use their hamstrings. You see what I mean? There are loads of muscles that don't get activated when guys punch. So they don't really unlock the full power. Mm -hmm. All of these things, but people aren't training these things. That's when I get get frustrated. (laughs) And that, you see, and that's that's why my phone's never
2: quiet. (laughs) <laughs> no, I get you. I get you. man especially for the SSC.
1: Because you remember, <laughs> let's go back to 2016.
2: Do you yeah. remember the
1: kid Dennis Kaufer?
2: Um, yeah, from the Harringay. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that fight. <laughs> How's he getting on?
1: Well, I think I think because he was going to turn he's over. Pro. I think he's going to turn over. <laughs> if you're looking for that <laughs> that work. And I think he, the, the lockdown was young, is it? What's that, 22, 23? Now, maybe 24. Yeah, now. there we go. He was a good boy. He was a decent boxer, man. Do you know what? That's the a weirdest.
2: Of, a lot of was
1: That was just weird. Do you know I remember because you fought him on the Friday night. And it was yeah. one of the last bouts of the night because that was the night where we had to go home at like one or two in the morning from the house. Yes,
2: yes, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yes. And then be back for the weigh in at eight. <laughs> But I remember, right? Because you fought, and I was like, "That's when I realized you had heart." Because you were going at this kid, but he was, and he's from the club that I used to train at in Sweden. Um, oh, really? Linnea. He was a
2: better boxer, though. He was a he's a better boxer. I can like I could tell more, he was more he was better schooled. Do you know what he was? He
1: was clever, right? All he'd yeah, do is he, he'd finish on that left hook. Yeah, and that, that 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 kept throwing you off because you're like, how is he? You were like, how is he still hitting me in that <laughs> left hook? And I, I could see that watching the fight. I'm like, come on, Dan, man, figure this out. And then that fight happened, and I was like, because you listen, you gave it to him. Like, let's be real, you gave it to him. And so I texted Ola. I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't think this kid will have anything left for you, man. Dan's taking it all out of him, right? So I I thought thought we'd have an easy run to the final. I was like, that's like work.
2: Actually, that that was the same year. Ola was, we were both in the same um, category, innit? Yes. That's bad. We could have fought each other, you know. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot about that. but yeah. And then I remember the Saturday. So I say to Ola,
1: look, the guy's probably tired. Stick Mm -hmm. it on him early, see what's in the tank. And he did exactly the same thing he did to you. Just Mm do-do-do-do-do. Counter left hook, boom, 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 boom. Count. I don't. I lost track of how many counter left hooks he threw. <laughs> and you're like, you're like, Ola, you have to keep that right hand up. Don't even bother throwing it now. Yeah, just keep on those left hooks. Yeah. And then he did the same thing in the final till Goodridge just laid him
2: out. Yeah. I was like, oh man. no, it wasn't Goodridge that no. laid him out. It was someone else from um, Hayes Gym. How was it? It wasn't Goodridge. What? What? No, it was a guy. It was a kid from Hayes Gym. I mean, yeah, it was Hayes ABC, but it weren't Goodridge. It, weren't Goodridge. I remember it was not Goodridge. It someone else.
1: He, yeah, because he was winning, 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 went Bam.
2: Yeah, he, do, he He was winning. He was winning that fight easier than he was um, bloody winning against me. And Ola. he was winning that fight with ease, then he just got caught with a shot.
1: That, that, that was yeah that was crazy but that was a, that was the that was the peak double jab tournament that one was I remember just going whew. yeah that's no, when we, that's when we should have kicked on because you did you did the year after didn't you
2: no I think that might have been my last year so you, cause, 2016 no yeah no you're right I did I did 2017 yeah, and J- that's when I turned cross
1: yeah then because JP did the year after as well yeah. And, and they jobbed him again. He should have beaten Ches both years, man. And they just gave it to the army guy.
2: And he boxed him twice? Yeah. I thought he only boxed him once.
1: No, it was twice. Like those those two went back and forth, man. Yeah. And then and then he jobbed me again on Courtney in the ABA final, if you remember.
2: Um Yeah, he did, yeah, you're right.
1: Yeah. Landed six punches in three rounds. Courtney landed like 22 and Courtney lost.
2: He's, he's your bogey, man. I know.
1: Yeah. I don't want to see him again. I don't
2: <laughs> want to see him again. He's your bogey, man. He's beating your boy. In.
1: Nah, man. So, so, just to update people because I can see you via Zoom. Like, right? So, people now need to know that you're back in the country and you're fully compliant with all relevant quarantine rules and yeah. regulations at the moment.
2: <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, ten-day um, hotel quarantine, da da da, and whatnot. So yeah, that's why it's been easy to to get you on this time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got to lock me up in a room first, and then yeah, you'll be able to get me. But yeah, no, I'm just back from Dubai, just doing. What I've got to do, and should have some fight news coming up. Is it? Next. Is it? Is it who we expect Probably. it to be? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and it should be for a, for a um, mandatory sport. It's an eliminator final. It Should be a final eliminator for the Braves. So.
1: And and, yeah. and and luckily, like you, you know, he's a guy that's known to you as well. So this doesn't hold any fears. I think if you the best version of Dan Aziz beats this guy, right?
2: Yeah, I like to think so, but I, I'm definitely one that doesn't underestimate anything. You know, I look at the best of each fight, every, every fight I fight, and that's who I, I prepare for. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's always easy when everyone's like, "Yeah, no, you should beat him or whatnot." Yeah, but I don't fall into that trap, man. Do you get know I me? Mean? Like, yeah. Um, the aim, the aim of camp is
1: to to Bring out the best in you,
2: yeah, definitely. And that's I really, I, I want to try and make a statement in this fight, we'll see how that goes. But, um, yeah, I, I think I'm quite frustrated in terms of like my career and where I'm trying to get to and whatnot. So, I'm hoping to like showcase something different. Um, yeah, my next fight
1: because I look at it as an outsider, so, right? When I look at light heavyweight in this country. There are so many fights that could and should happen, like especially in the lockdown. This has been my frustration in the lockdown. Yeah, ticket, being a ticket seller is irrelevant at this point. What it's about is, are you going to bring the heat? Are you going to entertain the fans? And I think you yeah. could have had a whole card of like heavyweight fights.
2: Hundred percent.
1: And it, you know, and people don't seem willing to do that. And then, I, then you know, like when I think about your career, I always think about the fact that they had a an MTK light heavyweight tournament and they left you out mm. I thought that was disgusting I know you can't comment on this obviously yeah, but so. to,
2: to, 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 if I, if, I to, if I'll be honest with the um, with the the golden contract I was actually offered to go in it, and for certain reasons yeah we declined so I, I, I won't them under the MTK under the bus like that because they did come to, they did, they did ask, Do I want to be in it? And yeah, no, um, me and my coach didn't think it was a good idea at the time for certain reasons, a certain other reason like that. I can't really speak about, but yeah, nothing to do with my ability or anything like that, but yeah, you know, some in house stuff. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah maybe I could, I, I, you know, off off my I could talk to ah, you about it, it. But yeah, yeah, I
1: can, I can imagine. Uh, I think I.
2: Need yeah. So, um, so, but
0: but, so, yeah. but being
1: real, like you should be more involved in what's happening because I remember when you fought Charlie Duffield, and yeah. you and you had that whole big fight thing. If you remember, yeah, you know, that was a mm-hmm. that was a big fight week for you, and you know you had Eddie Hearn. Wow, what is is. It's a big, local, domestic, dust-up, you know, bragging rights in the gym. And he, and he really pushed <laughs> you hard on that. Yeah. Mate,
2: after the fight, he, him and his dad came up to me and were like, where the hell are you been, bloody hell? Like, yeah, we look forward to speaking to you. or seeing you and up. but I don't know what happened, mate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's like what happened, happened
1: there. Because I thought you did everything you were supposed to. Do you know what I mean? Of like, course. That was, a, that, was, that was a statement win for me. Yeah, You know, people can say, ah, Charlie Duffield's never been better than area level. I'm not I'm not buying that. That's a guy that was crushing it in the ABAs. He's a talented guy. Exactly.
2: You know? And trust me, Charlie's another one. He can whack. Like, I'm not just saying that. He can punch. Like, I don't need to be saying sparring stories and whatnot. Because what happens behind closed doors happens, but Charlie can whack. He's a big piece of puncher. And like, and, and, and yeah for his way. It's a big light heavy. So. Yeah. I'd be surprised if he comes back at light heavy, actually. But, yeah. Nah, I think,
1: I, I think he needs to. Because he's one of these people, someone asked me, why do I feel Charlie Duffield never kicked on? And, mm. if I see him and he slaps me for saying this, it's not meant in malice. He's, he strikes as being quite brittle physically. You know, some people just, like, I don't know if it's that like their bones are a little bit smaller or thinner, but you know, they the rigors of boxing are too much for them. Mm. There's just some people like that. It's like when I look at Craig Richards, Craig's perfectly designed for boxing because he has massive bones. Like he doesn't look big because he's quite narrow, Yeah. but he has a big Mm -hmm. skeleton. And so Craig Mm. doesn't get injured. You know, a lot, whereas some people just, like if you remember Jake Ball.
2: Yeah.
1: Huge. Jake Ball looks like a cruiserweight when he's not training injured yeah. every two weeks
2: always get yeah yeah, body, right.
1: body couldn't take the the rigors and the the of the, of training some people just mm-hmm. can't because you can get away with it in the amateurs because it's not that it's not a heavy load yeah but like a fight camp will reveal whether you're, you're strong enough for that or not
2: no you're right uh... so you're hoping for the British this year right yeah hopefully hopefully we'll see what Craig does um We'll see what Craig does. Obviously, there's talks of him fighting for fighting Bivol, so I'd assume you know he he might vacate or one but either or. To be fair, I kind of wanted. I would have liked to. Actually, I wanted Craig to win the British. Yeah, I wanted Craig, but I wouldn't mind the him because then it'd be good for. It'd be a good challenge for me, like you know, undefeated, go in there, take it off of him. And do you know what I mean? Yeah. Be a champion to Brit to get the British, do you know what I mean? But it didn't happen and that's the, the, it's still good that Craig won it. But yeah, I wouldn't really want I not that I don't want to, but I wanna fight the champion for it. Do you know what I'm saying? But yeah. it is what it is. However it comes, it comes. But Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
1: but then but then look, once you get the belt, regardless of how you get it, then you might have the option to to test yourself and say, Well listen. <laughs> You know what I mean, like I defended it against some talented guys. So the the legacy yeah. can always be, I mean, generated when needed. Of course. I, I was gonna ask yeah. you while I've got you here, man, what's going on with yeah. Joshua Boatsee?
2: Um, I don't I don't know. Like obviously he had the injury against um my guy, the eye injury. So yeah, like what set in what sense would what, what, what do you mean? Like Do you know, it's been a weird
1: career because you got to think, Josh, Olympic bronze medalist. Yeah. Probably the the star of the 2016 Olympics. I know people will say Joe Joyce, but Joe was kind of expected to get there. Josh wasn't. And, you know, he he became the darling because he was the underdog. Um, Remember, who did he beat? He beat uh, Kennedy Katende, who I used to work with in Sweden. I used to train with him back in the day. So he switched countries. I think... he used to box for Sweden then he boxed for Gambia or something crazy like that and he mm. beat the he beat Mullenberg as well he beat legit guys
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. even in the Olympics he beat that that, isn't it? that is it from Uzbekistan or Kazakhstan that, that really good guy that yeah. was He smashed him I think he stopped him he might have stopped him oh
1: yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah. that was at the be- right near
2: That's the beginning just, I'm sure it was the semi-finals he smashed
1: him just class man he was he was good and look, yeah. you know we're coming, we're coming up to what five years, and he hasn't really had that that push where you're like, I can I can see where you're taking him, because now look, Craig, mm. Craig's gonna fight Bivol, okay, but what about Boatsy? Who's he gonna fight?
2: Yeah, and maybe that's yeah, what that, Joshua that, meant in that sense. Yeah, that did quite. I was thinking, I was thinking in my head, oh, how come they're pushing Craig like? and not Josh, but then again, Craig has been, um, Craig has been a pro longer.
1: But they've also done Craig
2: dirty his whole career, though. Do you know what I've seen? Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. And to be fair, I kind of think they still are, but it's an opportunity for Craig, either or I'd love for him to win the world title and bring it back to the UK. But I think like they're feeding him like, like, do you get it? Like yeah. they're feed, like they're feeding him, and then, and then, do you know what would have probably happen? They'll feed him, and then maybe Josh might come, and then Josh might be before. That's what I think. Yeah, personally, you just have crazy. Do you know what I mean? Like why, 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 why don't they take him down the um the European route, and you know, yeah, and and harness and like just build him that way. Why are they going straight forward? Do you know what I'm saying?
1: Craig's never had a fight on his own terms.
2: Never. Do, 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 do you get it? And even after, again, even after he beat Jake Bull, that should have been the point where, yeah, do you know what I mean? All right, let's kind of push for him. But, mate, Craig seems happy anyway. He, he seems like he's, you know, he's he's happy to go out there and fight. He's a fighter, in it, so You have to rate him. He, he's old school like that. Do you know what I mean? So like, what, what 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 can he do? He plays. He's playing the cards he's been dealt, and God willing, he goes out there and puts on a performance. Even if he like, if he don't win, he gets some sort of respect. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I would love it if he won that. That that would be good of because to, to
1: hear Hearn have to crawl crawl up his backside and go, oh my God, this guy's amazing after
2: all yeah, this time you know of throwing I mean? him under the bus. Do you know what I'm saying? And and you know what? Like, Craig's a tall, like, heavyweight, man. And like you said, he's got a big frame and Bivol's not big, you know. He's not a big. one. He's got big, like, forearms and, like, quite big legs, but he's short, you know. So, you know, Craig might be able to do a thing to do something. And Craig's smarter than people think as well, like, as a boxer. Trust me. So, I would love to see that fight, man. I hope he does his thing.
1: Not 100%. And then... For you, it's it's person X who I'm not allowed to say yet, that'll be announced in due course. And then you get that man. win, you get your British title. How soon, man? Like you gotta start calling out Kovalev, man. Like
2: get those old bones while you can. Is <laughs> Kovalev even still bought? Yeah. Listen, tell I'm realistic with my career and I started if I started if I started if I bro in my early twenties then I'll know, yeah, but this is the time frame I've got. Do you know what I mean? Like well, I can go to like world level and stay there and like mix there for a long time, but I'm, I'm, I'm like bloody I'm 31, so and I don't want to be fighting till I'm bloody mad old. Do you know what I'm saying? It's not worth it. Like I'm not. Do you know what I mean? So in the time frame that I'm here, I'm gonna work and grab what I can grab. Do you know what I mean? Ultimately, I see my tail end and my career just like I'm at the want to be at the world level area for at least just a year. And then, yeah, that's it. I don't want to be like that, that. I'm not deluded. If I was younger, yeah. Do you know what I mean? You've got people that... Me and Billy Joe were the same age, man. We're the same age. Our birthday's on the same day. Look where he's at. Do you know what I mean? And I'm still trying to get a British title, brother. And that's because he's been doing it since he probably called out of the caravan. But it's the... Do you know what I'm, I'm realistic? Do you get it? Well, like, also
1: remember, he... He joined GB... Basically, as soon as he became senior, they took him into GB. So that was, what I'm saying? That was so, the Terry Edwards days. And then once one s- the Olympics thing didn't work out for him, because remember in, in 08 it was set up for him to face Andrade in the final. They'd done the whole seedings in the draw, so it'd be Billy Joe versus Demetrius Andrade in the final. But neither of them made it. Yeah. Yeah. But I was. Listen. What I will say is, the advice I say to people is. When you start thinking, I need to get to world level and then that's me, you also got to start planning because uh, what a lot of people do in boxing is they take the adulation and the fame and they never leverage it into something that can sustain itself after boxing. Oh, because, yeah, no, of course. Because um, if you think about it, think about it like this, Dan, right? If you go on a Sky Show again, let's say by some miracle, you're on like Joshua Fury and they need an undercard. Like, yeah, get Dan Aziz on, right? Mm. The whole world yeah. will know who you are. Yeah, but where are you pointing and you them want to? to
2: use that platform. Yeah, where yeah, are you exactly. pointing
1: them to? Apart from shouts out to JFW, but where are you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: you you, you, you see what still watching my sponsors, man?
1: Hey, you won't, still you know, watching my sponsors? <laughs> gotta show some love. But you have to point them no, somewhere. A lot of people in boxing yeah, no. don't <laughs> do that. Like, if you've got yeah. hundreds of people at you, go look, guys. Go, for, go get my my shirt's here, or go and get my training program here. As long as you, that's how you make yourself sustainable. Just leverage. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Because you're not spending a penny of marketing money. Yeah, you're not.
2: Yeah. You got, and you got to use
1: that. And a lot of people don't. Your,
2: yeah, you're free billboard at, at, the, at the time. At your height, you're, you're basically a free, you know, walking, living billboard. Yeah. Right, so, yeah
1: a uh, 100% and that that's what people don't don't tend to understand about the sport because I think boxing's like, cuz I work in like tech in terms of banking we always talk about platform businesses right boxing's essentially a platform business in exchange for fighting people you get massive mm. publicity now what you do with that is up to you most people kind of don't even think about it this guy ah, it's my job yeah. but it's not like you're supposed to be turning this into I don't know, maybe you're after you're done, Dan, you might become an actor. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, you might. You might look, yeah. But it's what Vinnie Jones did, right? Finished playing football. <laughs> flipped yeah. into being an actor. But people don't think about that. But the setup for all of that starts now.
2: Yeah, no, you're right. Nice.
1: No, for sure. Now, that's how I look at it, man. And then, you know, don't complain about your age. Remember, Uma's still going.
2: Yeah, no, it's not even not it's not even me complaining about my age or using it as an excuse. I'm just realistic. Like I'm like I said, I ain't been boxing that long, so I'm still fresh like a bloody twenty year old that's been boxing and training since <laughs> a, a kid. So but I'm just saying I don't really do you know what I mean? Boxing's tough, man. Boxing's mm-hmm. tough. It's, it's a it's, it's a tough game and only certain people are built for it, man. So do you know what I mean? Listen. But by, just, by, by this in point a, in his in, life... In, in other words, I'm... I'm say that again?
1: By, by this point in his life, Hopkins still had 20 years
2: to go. Yeah, no, for real. And he, he, lived the, he lived the life. And that's what it's about as well. Just living the life. And for me, I think the key to... Uh, one of the key to my sisters is just taking everything step by step. So do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm working on whatever part in my career I am, just trying to be that best version at that moment
1: so that's all you can do yeah yeah that's the important thing then because you know because when you speak to Uma Uma will talk to you like he's 23 like yeah you know I'm gonna win these world titles Um and hold them
2: forever (laughs) he's moved he's moved over to America my dad gone. born on pissed.
1: now he seems happy I spoke I spoke to him a couple of times in the last week or so he seems happier, yeah. uh, you know. He, he. There's a lot of optimism to him. But I saw Frank Warren basically. Ah, Frank threw him under the bus, man. Frank wrote an article for Boxing Scene, threw him under the bus. What? recently. Yeah, I think it was yesterday or the day before. You're joking.
2: Nah, he's like. Yeah, see, this is what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, imagine this. But oh, yeah, this is why you need good people around you, tell man, because your promoters, your managers, and all this. They're just pimps. We're a hose, man! Seriously. How can you? It's in, in in with the in in, in with the new out, out with the old, in with the new. So yeah. we gotta know what we're doing and have good people around you.
1: See, cause you know what I'm saying. Because I don't want to put words in Umar's mouth because I might get him on to give his version of it. But yeah, basically Frank was saying I was I was saddened and distressed to hear Umar Sadiq was boxing in Mexico and you know you know. We, we haven't seen the results of the scan and we're worried that he may be putting his, his health in danger. And I was like, well... Oh, is that what he said? Yeah, but I was like, well, hold on. I'm close enough to the information to know that what you're saying is not true. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And, like, I just felt that was in bad taste. Like, I don't even think he's rung Umar to say what's going on. Do you know what I mean? He just jumped in on it. Yeah, that.
2: exactly. It's uh-huh.
1: so out of line, man. But on the upside... <laughs> You know, Uma's made a friend in Christopher Lovejoy. That, that's probably my highlight of the boxing year so far. <laughs> Did you see yeah. <laughs> those two yeah. driving to Mexico
2: together? <laughs> is the, is the, is, that Lovejoy guy, he's boxing, isn't he? He's boxing, no, so is he undefeated everywhere um
1: Well, according to his official statement, he is going into the Hall of Fame as the only boxer to be world-ranked and be 19 wins, 19
2: knockouts. That's his claim to fame. <laughs> <laughs> hey, good on him, man. Listen, any accolade any boxer can get is, you know, bro, all good all, all, all good on him, man. No,
1: it's, he's, he's he's hustled it well. Like, he's... Yeah. He, understa- he Do you know some people just understand the game? He understands that as mm-hmm. long as people are talking about him, he's valuable. Yeah, of course. And I imagine Eddie will sign him at some point. For I don't know for what reason, but at some point he'll sign him. And he'll go, Yeah. Mm. Why can and you know what Hearn will be like. He'll be like, look, he's undefeated. Why can't he fight Joshua? He that's what Hearn
2: will say. Oh,
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> 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 no, for real. Hey, that's why that's listen, Eddie's good at his job, man. He can sell a water to a he can water to world, well, bro. But you know, I respect that
1: that shameless salesmanship where he's just like, listen. I'm just here to sell. <laughs> Today, Do you know what I mean? This that's is, it. This is my that's job. This isn't who I am as a man. It's my job.
2: <laughs> but you weren't saying that when bloody Don King was, was in EJ, day. Was bloody selling us these crazy, everywhere, fights. You know the difference? Well, there's
1: probably less of a difference between Hearn and Don King now. But Hearn seems to fly a little bit straighter than Don King. Mm. You know, Don just seems like a guy. Like I don't know if you've like if you've ever read the the stuff about King in the eighties when they were doing investigations on him, and he was connected mm. to the Cleveland Mafia. Then he was connected to the New York Mafia. Um, they were trying to accuse Buddy McGirt of being connected to the Mafia via Don King, and all this. It was crazy. Like Don. No, brother. Do. Yeah, Don. Don wasn't really. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's not a guy you trust to look after your house, man. Like, <laughs> no, of course not. Of course not. So, so, I don't think Eddie's like that. Like you know, he's, yeah, yeah, he's not like you know. What I mean, he's that that sort of skullduggery is probably not allowed so much anymore. But you know, Don's still involved. Remember, Don's still. I think either promoter managers Lovejoy, uh, Trevor Bryan, and I think he might still have a relationship with Fraser Kendo as well. So Don's mm. Don's looking in that WBA route, going, I might dominate this WBA.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: And he knows where all the secrets are. Of course. Do you know what I mean, <laughs> Don he that that would be a good guy for a podcast. Imagine Don King's stories. That
2: would be sick. <laughs> that would be sick. The shit he's gone through uh, this the fucking. Uh, stories he probably got stories for days yeah that, the way
1: he shut down Dave Allen versus Lovejoy <laughs> that was brilliant what did he say don't he you said, mean, nah. say, well so so the, so basically that Lovejoy comes over to London to fight Dave Allen they're in fight. oh group. yeah <laughs> I heard about that yeah and Don, I heard about Don, Don that. was like what are you guys doing man that's my that's my fighter <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? like you got to cut me a check. You want him to fight? You got to cut me the right kind of check. And Eddie was like, "Yeah, me and Don. I'm gonna get on the phone to Don. We're gonna sort it." And I was a bit like, "This is cool. like a cat playing with a lion, man." Like Eddie, yeah. you know what I mean <laughs> Eddie, you look tough on IFL I get it, but I think <laughs> Don King is just tough. <laughs> and then that was it, man. That like, yeah, you, you to come. That was you shut that down real quick. Nah no, man, hundred um, percent. Shit, things I need to touch on because I, I just conscious I've, I've had you for an hour and four Yeah, no problem, bro. I'm here. Right, I just need your views on people. Quick thoughts on. I'm going to call go out on. names.
2: Ryan Robinson. Yeah.
1: You Ryan Ryan the Lion. Yeah, Robinson. he's
2: good. Hungry. Needs his opportunity to get on the stage, man. Huh? How come he hasn't got it? Because
1: he's Lennox's nephew.
2: Yeah, I don't know what's ha- I don't know what I don't know what's happening. Like, I don't. When did he last box? Um, I don't remember the last time he boxed, But he's good, a very good southpaw. Um, I've seen him do-, do some good rounds with Umar Sadiq when Umar was getting ready for Cody and stuff like that. A proper good technical boxer. Um, got strong as well, big super middle. So, but I just I don't know what's going on with like. Promotion or whatnot, but like you said, yeah, obviously Lennox is his uncle, so you would think he would have been able to get on the big stage. But I don't, I don't know what's going on. Uh, I don't you, know what's happening.
1: Let us come back to this one. What happened with you and Cody Davis?
2: Yeah, <laughs> Cody, Cody, <laughs> his trainer, and that other mouthpiece, Sam. is... Just, oh my god, they were doing my head when I was over in Dubai, man. So basically. Gavin's put in a Gavin's put up an Instagram post and gone oh, um, who do you want to know? or was it Sam I think Sam Jones put up something who do you want to see Cody come back on fire? and fight Gavin's trainers put on in the responses Craig Richards Shaq and Peters or Dana Z, any of them will do so me i've seen now thinking yeah well no problem i've just tagged the mtk send them send them a contract but remember i'm in dubai do you know what i mean so then um i think mtk's yeah said all right yeah we can make this fight but it was too close like i would have to come back the quarantine and everything i said no like maybe push it a bit further back like maybe march that should be all right and then um yeah then Gavin and Sam and all that were coming out oh yeah he doesn't want to fight doing the whole bottle job thing which don't really work everybody that even messaged me was like is he crazy like why the hell would Dan run away from Cody but I know what they were doing just trying to you know get their boy back in there because what his last fight was a loss to Umar Like, who is he in the slight he- heavyweight division he tried to go to super middle got banged up and now he's trying to like jump in the mix of the um, like heavy and he'll just get banged up again so we'll see where he goes there so yeah uh, that was the that was just it really and Sam yeah Sam's just a wind up like uh, I had to hot him up by closed those doors but yeah I know he's just doing his job but yeah
1: I'm just do you know I'm not a fan of the, the whole social media thing I'm not a fan of and I've been consistent with this I remember yeah trust
2: me yeah I pulled I'm up Steve
1: you. I pulled up Goodwin when he was trying to call out Chamberlain for the Juma. but who do you remember when Steve Goodwin was, was calling call out? Like, yeah, but Steve was like, why would not Isaac Chamberlain fight Dion Juma? And it's like, um, Isaac will fight Dion Juma if you will pay Isaac what he's asking for.
2: Yeah, do you know what I'm saying? And like, it's just, it did, it, it, but like, but I know what they're doing in it. They're just trying to hype their guy up and trying to get him back in the mix, in it? Like, so, I but you ain't going to do it on my, on my expense. Do you know what I'm saying? So, that was about it. And also, I don't think people realise
1: how hard you hit. Yeah. You know, people... You oh, really... stop,
2: man, I don't hit. Nah, That's right. true, though. People <laughs> people, people, right. people, watch the
1: YouTube, right? People watch the YouTube and they go, he's yeah. not lightning fast, the punches don't look heavy. You know, people do this, They, they and then, yeah. and, then <laughs> and then it lands and people just go, ah, oh, ah, oh, okay. Okay.
2: But do you know what's funny? You mentioned it in your pod ages ago, yeah, like maybe two years ago, like, like you said, I don't look mad explosive. I don't look like like I hit crazy hard. But it's it's different when you're actually feeling it. Do you know what I'm saying? Like even my size, I'm not really a huge like heavyweight, really. I'm like five ten. Like but it's a different story when you actually yeah. When you actually feel it, do you know what I'm saying?
1: Well, look how many careers like, you've ended though. Like let's be real for a second, right?
2: Oh, like, uh, watch what he does now! Nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, you gotta go
1: You gotta take ownership of the bodies on your record, man. Like I remember, you put the picture of you sparring George Groves. Oh, ne- right. Next thing we know, George is done, right? George is done. I'm I'm sure Kevin Smith sent
2: you half of that check and said thank this you. Guy. You know what? That <laughs> you know what? You know what? Man, he's dumb. Um, trainer, music trainer, or whatever, was trying to tell someone, yeah, we're in dance squad. George Groves, he, George, George gave him, made him do like the dance or whatnot, just talking shit. I was thinking, for fuck's sake, like, I swear, I can't stand some people, you know, but, well, it is what it is, man. Uh, George can punch, though, but George isn't. Yeah, but he, he, he actually, you know what's so funny? When I went to spar when him, when I went to spar him, I remember chatting to Josh and you know, I was sparring with Josh and I was like yeah Josh I'm going down to spar Groves he's like Oh Dan trust me Groves can bang you know like trust me like he can well I was thinking oh shit like alright like <laughs> you know what when someone puts that in your head now when you go in the spar now you think shit you know like you got to be on guard but when I sparred him, like, there's difference between like a a light heavy that can punch and a super middleweight that can punch you know what I'm saying like yeah. I can Take George's shots like he. One thing, the best thing with George when I spot him, I think he's really good at following instructions and yeah, executing like strategies and stuff like that. I think he's very good at and setting you up. He'll do something to set you like I thought he was really, really good at that man. Like more so than his actual power and whatnot.
1: Yeah, but you you ended that career. You, you must have just said I've had enough of yeah.
2: this. <laughs> and then and no, then what no, I love no, is not not not. No.
1: Not called cool his chief coach. Nah, but yeah. then what I love is, <laughs> you then go and go, I've done it in boxing. Let me go and do this in MMA. And then you did it to Darren Till.
2: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you're taking a I swear that. Nah, nah, Darren, Darren's cool. Bruv, the weight cut here yeah, that them not have to do, Till, is disgusting. You know, when I went and sparred Darren, yeah, when I first saw him, I said, what weight do you fight at? He's like, yeah, 77 kilo. I think, well, what's that 77 in, in MMA? Like, water weight? I said, you fucking make 77. He was huge to all, I swear down, in normal boxing, like, you saw someone like him, you'd say he's like a cruiserweight. Minimum. Minimum. Big legs, big... Legs. He was huge. When I said, yeah, like, when I heard he goes down to 77, I was like, I can't even make 77. 77, I can't make 77. How the fuck are you doing it? So... Like when you're draining yourself that much and shit. They they, uh, they have sorry, they savage weight cuts. What well, do you like. expect? Like the weight so it's, not, I, so it's not me ending the careers, it's the, the weight cut.
1: <laughs> oh, all right then. You're gonna blame the water. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> mate, water space, seventy percent of our body, mate, so don't even take the bit, trust me.
1: But that's why those MMA weight cuts are crazy because the way they manipulate yeah, man. water, it's, sodium, potassium, like it's mad, it's mad. Uh, yeah, it's, it's it's not safe. Like, do you ever see the video of Cyborg trying to make it's
2: weight? No, nah, I've seen the video of bloody um, Darren Till trying to make weight one time, and it was it looked it was shocking. I couldn't believe it. I was like, what that. Well, people, there's been all these, you know these and conditioners, or these nutritionists trying to tell me to try and make super middleweight. I'm like, nah. I I, I know I'm a boxer, but I love my life, man. Yeah. I'm not bloody risking my risking my health like, just so I could look bigger, you know, you know, or be a bully in another weight category. Fuck that.
1: Yeah, man. Or even simpler, tell them to do it. Like you know when I hear people go, yeah, what well, making <laughs> weight is easy. Oh, right, man, you, you know do what I'm it. Saying, you th- do you know what I'm saying? Exactly, exactly. Uh, nah, it's ruthless, man. It's a ruthless sport. But now nah, you gotta, you gotta live up to your, your name, man. You, you might, you might have to change it from super to Dan the Executioner So man. who else? So, so, who,
2: who else is there? You, who, who else is there? You ain't said anybody else.
1: Who, I'm who trying else? to, you know, what, I'm gonna have to put that out so, to the streets. Who, who's other career? Who? So again. Who else's career has Dan Aziz ended? Because you realise if guy, if Josh right, if, yeah. if Josh never boxes again, I'm blaming you for that.
2: Nah. <laughs> Listen, that guy, him and bloody Sinclair, they've given me enough beats for, for to last a lifetime, but <laughs> I'm alright, but <laughs> I swear that I'm telling you, the amount of times I've gone down there and they've just tag teamed me like just just fucking the shit out fuck me up totally. But it's always good preparation for when I'm fighting, man.
1: Now you need that. Any thoughts of going out to America to go and test yourself against their guys?
2: Yeah. I was, whilst I was out in Dubai, I was um, getting calls about going to help out Badu Jack for his next fight.
1: That'd be good. I think. I think. Yeah. That would be an interesting one for you because he's not... Well, I'll tell you what he's got that I find really interesting. So he went over to the States with a very Swedish style where yeah, it's basic, but those basics are literally 10 out of 10. So, like, when they train you oh, yeah.
2: in Sweden... It's like... It's... Yeah.
1: They don't make mistakes in Sweden. Like, they train you not to make mistakes.
2: Yeah. He's, he's very, like you said, he's like he's like a 7 or 8 out of, out of 10 across the board for everything. That's how I when, I, when I think of him.
1: Yeah, and if you notice, he hasn't taken too much of the American stuff on board. He, little bits in terms of decision making and positioning, but he's still punch, punch, mm. two hands up.
2: Mm. Yeah, no, no, definitely. But just to be, you know, obviously he was a Super Bowl middleweight champion and did he win anything? Has he won anything like that? No, he yeah, ain't. But he's yeah, got that cleverly. experience. Be clever. Just be around him in camp and stuff like that. Do you know what I'm saying? Did you say he be cleverly? Remember, he beat Cleverly for the belt, and then he beat Groves. No, no, no. Groves beat. was super cleverly. middle.
1: Sorry, Groves was super middle. Yeah. And then Cleverly was light heavy. That remember yeah, it was, he on the Mayweather Groves. card?
2: Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, he beat Groves. It was Groves he beat.
1: He beat Groves and he beat Cleverly on the... It might have been Mayweather McGregor. Don't you remember? The, and that's when Cleverly retired.
2: No, I don't think that Badger boxed cleverly. You, you're going to check and you're to no, tell. No, you're right. Fucking hell, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Sorry. What am I trying to test you for? Like, you're know the buddy. Yeah, you're, you're, you're right. He did. Yeah. <laughs> he stopped cleverly at you. Yeah, you're right. He stopped cleverly And hey, was that and for then, the yeah, WBA? Um, yes, it was yeah. for the WBA light heavy.
1: And then who did he lose that to? Was then that he when...
2: boxed um,
1: a Stevenson, and it was a draw. Yeah, for, that was for the unification. And then did he fight Marcus yeah. Brown after that?
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. That's when he yeah. cut his head open. Yeah, yeah,
1: Ooh.
2: yeah that cut is disgusting, man. That was a bad bloody mm-hmm. like it was, but then he fought Jim Pascal, and he got lost the split this de- split decision. But I thought he like he he finished off strong in that fight. That's one thing I like about Badu. He, he, he he's like a, he's like me. I I start late, but I get better as the rounds go. As that like, that engine starts, like I I get better. I get better. <laughs> no, seriously. As soon as that that old 2-2 train starts rolling and turning and to get me, it's like you can't. Can't stop it, but it's crazy, isn't it? We
1: started off this conversation talking about how you were watching Badou Jack and that inspired you. Not Badou Jack, sorry, Jean Pascal.
2: Jean Pascal,
1: yeah. And then we're right back to still talking about Jean Pascal.
2: I don't even think he's Pascal, retired yet. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? No, I think they're gonna have they're gonna have a rematch because it was a split decision loss, but a lot of people thought Badou won, so they're trying to get that fight again. Which will be a good fight, man, because that
1: the first one was good. But yeah, that's just. That's just two tough men going at it, man. Which is always yeah, good. Yeah, do you know what I'm saying? Like, there's no... No one's trying to be super slick. There's, they'll go at it.
2: Yeah. No, definitely.
1: So, yeah, so... Definitely. Are you, you going to go out and help him for that one?
2: Yes. Yeah. Uh, or no, really maybe th- just try and, you
1: know, just get in the mix
2: out there, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. Call oh. out
1: Marcus Brown or someone.
2: Marcus Brown's a good boxer as well, man. He's a good boxer. Very good boxer. Yeah. Like... You know, we'll see, maybe get, get be able to get some rounds in with him as well. You know, it's like you said, maybe fight him as well. Because right now, if I was to go out to the States, they would look at me as, yeah, he's got a good record. Let's put him, like, on paper, he's got a good record. Let's put him in there with one of the, the guys. So, potentially, those kind of guys ca- can be, you know what I mean?
1: Fights for me. Yeah, but it's, it's 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 tricky. I'm a big believer that you should just spar anyone, even if you fight them a year down the line. It doesn't matter. Like the the experience gained is always greater than the risk avoided, if that makes sense. So you might just have to jump in with now. No, a million percent.
2: I'm the same as all. Well. I yeah. I don't. I don't think you should uh, never spar someone because you might fight them. Nah, man. Listen, whatever, whatever you do on the day, whatever you do in sparring or whatever, you've still got to do it on the night as well. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Nah, hundred percent. I so, just because it,
1: it's all of that nonsense. You know, it's a very very British thing, isn't it? Wow. Now we ain't going over there. What? Very what? much. so. Yeah. Whereas, like, and when I remember when I did my podcast about why American trainers are better. And it's the same with their fighters. Yeah. They're not afraid to go to each other's backyard and go, you know what? Yeah, I'm yeah saying 100%. Jill.
2: You hear it all the time. You hear, like, look at Tank and Lopez. You hear their stories of that they've sparred. They're, you always hear between themselves, they've always sparred. Like, yeah, you know. You hear Hayden the other day chatting about how he banged up um, Tank in sparring and Tank how Tank banged him up one time. Yeah, because they go at it, like you said. But here... You know, no, like, no. You might find it down the line, like yeah, and all that kind of nonsense. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think that's what, why Craig hasn't sparred me. I think that's why Craig hasn't sparred me since we turned over.
1: Which, yeah, and and it just means everyone's worse off. And yeah, no, nah. Nah, but
2: yeah, no, nah, it's, it's what
1: it's man. <laughs> I right, look, Dan, mate. I love that we've done we've done our two hours, man. So you know this is a proper episode. <laughs> but this more
2: importantly... But I want mate, you, to, you know what I want you to do next. I want you to get I want now, but I'm upset about you. you didn't get me and Andre on that time when we were gonna fight. That would have been imagine that episode like and them times we didn't like each other, you know. That would have been sick and you could have got Andre because you know him from Fitzroy, Lodge Day, easy. Imagine having both of us on a podcast. Yeah, why
1: but you do that for? no no I tell you what right I'll be honest with you Tell man see I know Andre well enough right yeah and and he'll go mad when I say this he gets into like prey mode predator prey mode quickly like, there's, no, <laughs> there's, there's no build up with Andre Like
0: you know
2: no, 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 what am I doing that for? Yeah, but that would, that would have been good though. Be... Do you know what? I, I just don't, I, I,
1: would have, I would have lost control after five minutes. Like I could have literally, <laughs> I could have literally gone and got myself a drink and he'd still be going, nah, da, Dan, you done what to who? We? What? 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 No, no. You
2: know what I mean? That's... No, but it would have been, it would have been hilarious. So Do you know, it, uh... but
1: no, so I, so I tell you the, the real, the real answer, right? That was something mm-hmm. I would have done. It'd be the real. Come no, up. Okay, that was something in my head. I was like, "This has to happen in person, right?" So when you when you suggested it, I started to mm. look at the logistics of, okay, where can we find a studio that, that we could do this? And then you start trying to pull together the elements of how do you yeah. film this because it's not something that can happen over, yeah, over a, like a call because you don't capture that energy. So that, the, the, and then yeah. it just got long trying no, to cool. trying to do deals on venues and so forth. Then that's when it got long for me. And then I was just like, no. oh, fuck's sake!" And you don't know whether they're going Aye. to lock down or not lock down. Aye. But yeah, but now nah, listen, man, we will. I think they'll come a point where we have to do like a light heavyweight thing, man. You never know, like if me, Martin, and Andy do a live <laughs> show, we went, we might
2: just get all the light heavyweights down. Yeah, you and you could, you you probably could as well. Yeah. So you should do it, man let everyone see what we're all like around each other, what we have to say about like People want to see this kind of content, you know what I mean? A hundred percent. So I'll I'll,
1: I'll see what the other two goons think about it. Because we were talking, well, I'm more thinking about it, but I know they're thinking about, could we do a live Mm. show? But you have to let this kind of COVID thing kind of roll back. And and the thing is, you understand that more than anyone else. Let's not forget that. Because, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm. by the grace of God, your mum pulled through, but that was ropey. Like, Last year. So I'm just, I mean, I do genuinely give thanks. So you understand that, you know, people are.
2: Definitely.
1: I mean, mean? so I don't think people will be quick to be like, yeah, we need a live show. So it's just. No, 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 no. Yeah, Jeremy, managing the demand, make sure everyone gets their (laughs) vaccines if they want to do that. Because I know Bullioni ain't on no vaccines right now.
0: (laughs) 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 Uh,
1: Frank Frank ain't having nothing put in his arm, boy.
2: Yeah, i mean, uh gosh
1: oh man no Dan, mate thank you very very much man i appreciate that this is just one of many like this is, we, we're not one and done i promise you
2: no definitely man we're gonna do it again and more regularly
1: yeah so, so, yeah stop, so, yeah stop hiding man stop stop going to these other outlets man they don't, they don't know man they you know what i mean, I mean
2: their... I don't even well, i don't even do i don't even pray i don't even do it He's tough, or too tough like that. Anyway, man, but if anyone's going to be able to get a hold of me, it's, it's huge, man. So it's just about like, you going to be all serious or not. Like it's been like three years now, man.
1: Closer so, to nah, now, closer to five. Yeah, man. Maybe, you've been ducking. Maybe four, or five. No, years wait, later, no, 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 no stop, hard. stop. No, 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 no. I can even remember the first time I mentioned Dan Aziz on a podcast, and it was it was a 2016 ABA run. What well, was off just after that because that's when I started and someone said, who are kids yeah. you should be looking out for? And I remember saying this is kid Dan Aziz and people are sleeping yes, on him but he, he'll be a good sign. Yeah, so you've been ducking me, man. I'm just out
2: here. You know what I mean? Just avoided. I'm avoided. Uh, One day, you need to get the whole gang on me, Denzel as well. Nah, it be good, man. You've got, you've got, you know, you've got the pulling power, man. You've got, you've got the, you've got the That that might happen
1: sooner than you think.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, yeah, man, just let
1: me know, man, give me a shout. 100%. No, appreciate it, man. Thank you. Uh, No worries, man. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So I hope you enjoyed it. It's tricky because when you have a conversation like this, you're wearing two hats. One, I'm catching up with a friend. But two, and most important, I'm trying to give you guys an insight into who Danaziz is which is something a bit beyond what you get in an IFL interview or a seconds-out interview. It was just that that human side of Dan. you know, Who's Dan when the lights are off? And I hope we managed to achieve that. It might have been a bit all over the place, so apologies for that. We kind of just played it by ear a bit. But, you know, the thing I take away from, from the entire conversation is Dan's one of those rare gems in British boxing. Someone you can't say a bad word about. And... Hopefully you guys will continue to support him. Please check the episode notes for the for the links, obviously. Make sure you follow him. Keep in contact with him. And you know what I mean? We're all fans of Dan because much like Craig Richards, he's always had to take on the challenges. He hasn't had a career carefully mapped out for him. Dan's a fighting man in a fighting sport. So hopefully you guys will get behind him and show your appreciation. So guys, as always, take care. Stay safe, we're we'll counting on the days till the gym's open, so, you know, let's all push
0: through for that final lap. Damn yeah, you got my name in your mouth, I must be your favourite flavor, you went taking it out, hating on me major man, I ain't breaking a sweat, too focused, I won't get paid next, Paper I check, what? You ain't making me vex, you're making yourself just look stupid, that like you hating the test, what I hate misplaced, was just making me progress until I'm late to rest, here. Ooh, I don't like you, well fuck you too How much hate I go through, you ain't even got a clue I know there's even people listening who hate on me too You know what I gotta say to them, fuck you too I don't chat people's names, or get up in people's business Or spread a what I witnessed, cause spreading shit is vicious Especially when it's the them. leave it to your missus The only thing it least to is you, getting a split end He done that there and she done you Rumours about people, is something you don't do When they find out you bull, oh, they're coming to hunt you, confront you Some don't talk, they will just lump you, fuck you, they're on. You wanna talk my name, fuck it, man, we're enemies I do my best to make your whole life a living out pussy you remember, remember me Damn, you got my name in your mouth I must be your favourite flavour, you were taking it out Hating hey, you know on me major man, I ain't breaking a sweat Too focused, I want getting get paid next Paper for a check, what? You wait just look stupid that you hating the test What that hate place was just making me progress Until I'm late to rest, fuck all my haters, yeah Why do people start hating? Cause their life been elevating They just stand still and they're jealous of what you're creating Could be a career People even hate on hating who you're dating Hate because you're straight Hate because you're happy who you're dating Hate because you're rated Hate because your tracks are on the station Hate because you're content They even hate it that you're patient I'm sure you gather by now Haters with slacks and waste men Who don't follow their own path They stay chasing pavements Even out more than you, but the hating and faking is like all they do. How you react to one of your haters is like all they do.